The Courageous Coaching Podcast is hosted by Sophia Antoine, a certified life coach supporting women in their efforts to improve their self-esteem. Today, we're talking about life, relationships, and everything in between. Take it away, Sophia. Welcome to another episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. My name is Sophia Antoine, and I'm a certified life and relationship coach. Today, I have with me the Kiki Green. I can't even tell you nothing about her. I'm going to have to let her tell you about herself because she is just that great. And if you can't hear it in my voice, I am so totally fangirling right now. So Kiki, you go ahead and you take it away, girl. Thank you so much for that intro, Sophia. That's so nice of you. And I'm excited because you're excited. We're going to be about to have a good podcast. This is going to be fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, my name is Kiki Green. And um, my YouTube channel became very popular in November prior to the election of Donald Trump. I made a viral video called Beyonce Knows Hillary Clinton. I hate you both. And that video got over 350,000 views this last time I checked it was shared on reddit Conor, Conor McGregor and some other people shared it and really got that video out there and I was surprised by my response I thought the beehive was gonna come swarming after me instead I got a swarm of love from free thinking black people from conservative white people conservative black people conservative Mexican people and gay people that's conservative libertarians free thinkers the conspiracy theorists and the conscious people okay so oh, this, this is the this is the team, my channel, my YouTube, my Facebook, my Instagram. This is the only place you're going to find on the internet where you got real redneck, I'm talking about real white, corn-fed, card-carrying Republicans and conscious people getting together and agreeing and having a conversation and dialogue about race and moving the culture forward into what it's going to be because 2020 is coming up now. Yes, Lord. Quickly, too. Regardless to what we think about it and what we're doing and whether we're moving forward or not, 2020 is coming. Okay, so uh, so that's about that. Pretty much uh, per now on a personal level, I'm in my early 30s. I'm married. My husband is also a Republican. We're both from California, and we have a beautiful one-year-old daughter, and uh, she's from Nevada, so she's probably going to tell people she's from California, but we're going to work on that too, Okay. And she already can sing and she can dance. So yes. just y'all just hold out for, for Kiki part two because it's coming, okay? Multiplying. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I am a testament to that. Okay. Um, and, then, and then just in my professional background, real quick, um, mm -hmm. I went to Hampton University, an illustrious, we call it the, the, the Black Ivy League. Okay, the other HU, not to be confused with the, the thievery going on at Howard University, honey, but I am a Hamptonian, okay, from the Hampton Institute. Okay, Rosa Parks used to work there. All right, y'all better check, check, check it out now. <laughs> I got my bachelor's degree in media management. My mm -hmm. dean at Hampton was Dr. Tony, Tony Brown of Tony Brown's Journal, the only man you've seen get on TV on PBS and tell, talk about the Illuminati and talk about fiat currency and talk about the mm -hmm. Federal Reserve and talk about Kazarians and, 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 and all of that type of stuff in a real professional way on television, okay? So don't think just because you've seen it on YouTube that these people just making it up. They're pulling up. A lot of them are working off of uh, the great, he, he's still alive. Y'all better go check him out. 
Definitely. Dr. Tony Brown. Okay. So I worked in entertainment. I went to, um, I went back to my home, Los Angeles. I worked for MySpace. I worked for MTV. I hung out with a lot of my friends are entertainers. I grew up going to school in Burbank, California around entertainers and music. And I sing myself and I performing or singing back up and all that kind of stuff. And entertainment is where I thought I wanted to be. But while I was on that course, I learned that them people need more psychiatric help than anybody. And so if I really wanted to help the entertainment business, I would go into counseling. So that's what I did. So I went and wow. got me a master's in professional counseling and come to find out them people could counsel, but they can't run no business. So here I am now working on my doctorate in organizational leadership with an emphasis on behavioral health so I could go help the counselors run their business so we could get some help to these people in Hollywood that clearly got some mental health issues on today. Praise the Lord. Okay. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to listen. But, um, wow. I have to listen. I, like I said, y'all, I'm fangirling right now. So forgive me because I was, I rehearsed this. I no, that's okay. Be comfortable. Take your time. Okay. Me, I got to breathe. Oh, I, got to fan I got to fan myself. Listen. Now, I'm just going to start from the beginning. Your childhood. You said, um, no, no, no. Before that, where I first came across you, I didn't even know about that, that um, video you just mentioned. Oh, really? I, no, it was on He Who Shall Not Be Named, his oh. channel. Oh. You, you're following me. Oh, okay. I didn't even, yeah. I didn't. Oh, 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 Voldemort. Voldemort. That one, yeah. Oh, Voldemort. Oh, okay. Yeah. He who shall not be named, girl. Now yeah. I get it. Mm -hmm. okay. Him. So, because okay. like, he was, he mentioned you. And I was like, who is this? Because mm -hmm. I came across a video. I was like, who is him? Mm -hmm. And then it just happened to be the one where he was talking about you. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh. And, you know, so eventually I, find, I when I saw your name on YouTube, Mm -hmm. I was like, let me watch one of her videos. And I was like, oh, this is my best friend, and she don't even know it. <laughs> she don't even know it. Me and her is best friends, and we're going to be best friends whether she like it or not. And fast forward to today. But All right. And let, let's just pause real quick for the testimony, because, see, that which he meant for evil, okay, turned right. out for good. Yeah. All right now. Praise. Uh, we're going to have to take a praise break. Yes. I'm saying too. Don't get twisted. The first question I have for you: Your childhood. Mm -hmm. You were raised predominantly by your father. Right. How was that? I got a fun dad. He was he was cool. You know, it was a lot of responsibility looking after my sister and mm -hmm. being like her surrogate mom and helping her through her puberty challenges. And then I'm not her mama for real, okay. you know, so, so we, we bumped in. Yeah, we clash. Okay. So, yeah. But you know, I, I looked out for my sister and we just considered it like we was a team, you know, and he had his job was to go to work and my job was to go to school and good, good grades. And, um, I was involved in extracurricular activities and he made sure I had all my uniforms and that kind of stuff. And, you know, if he met a pretty girl out in the streets and she had a hair salon or something, said she was a hairstylist. That was right up his alley. Don't even worry, because I got two daughters, girlfriend. You just oh, hold right, right there. I know. And it's similar, because <laughs> now that I'm thinking, my father raised me. My, my parents divorced when I was around eight. Okay. I had an older sister. Uh, listen, wait. My daddy was a hoe. 
Uh, All of my siblings have different, from him, have different uh, mothers. So (laughs) I I have five siblings. All of us have different mothers. So my older sister, um, she was there with me and I was the baby. And she used to do my hair and all this other stuff. But after she left, it was just me and him. Mm-hmm. So I think in listening, when I'm, I'm watching your videos, that's another reason I can relate to you. Because my daddy, I think he was the straightforward type of father that you had that would, he would just, listen, this is what it is. You mm-hmm. can't be hunching on everybody. You can't be smiling at everybody. You got the, he would just tell it to me like it is. He's going to give it to me straight. And mm-hmm. you just got to take it. That's right. There's no sugar coating it coming from my dad. With that being said, how important do you think it is that a father is in the life of their child, especially a girl? Um, it's it's only as important imp- important as the father is a good man, you know. Mm. Now, if he gonna be abusive to the mother and keeping up a bunch of drama, abusive to the children, if he is a lazy bum, you know, it's women who got men in prison. And the man barely did it. He wasn't involved before he even went in. And now here you are, tired as you are, after working all, working your ass off. You are exhausted. And then you're trying to figure out how to accommodate him and help him to do his job, girl. If he was really interested in being a daddy, then, you know, love would have brought his ass home and he wouldn't be in jail. Right? So I I, I say that because I know it's different situations for Mm -hmm. everybody. And in every instance... You know, it's all it's different strokes for different folks, and I completely respect a woman's decision um, within within reason. Sometimes yeah. say, you know what, it didn't work out with him. However, a woman does need a some male role some male role models. It might not be the biological father. It might be the uncle. It might be a brother. It might be the grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know, that presence to give that wisdom and that type of stuff like that. But women are very strong and intelligent and we teach the boys everything they know so i don't see how you know i don't agree with the sentiment that a woman cannot be a successful single mother i don't stand by that with that being because you know stuff happens especially in this day and age ladies being be cutting up honey with that being said my father was very instrumental in a lot of things um, as far as my, my personality, you know, telling jokes and, and being able to talk for six hours without taking a breath. I get that from him. Okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of things I get from him and, and just knowing how to, um, what, what, what makes men tick and, hmm. and being able to decide what I do want in a man and what I don't want in a man. My dad got some qualities with, 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 in terms of, um, I always, you know, what's a good word here? Yeah. Uh, my dad is, is is attractive. He looks like Terrence Howard, okay? He's getting older now, but when okay. we was young, my daddy couldn't bat the ladies off of him. I would take him to school. My teachers would be passing me notes like, get this to your daddy. Or uh-huh. I went to a conference. I think your daddy would like this. And, yes. Nasty. Yeah. So he, he's a married man. He's on good behavior now, but but right. him being a single man with two girls got him the most action. So while you run around here running from taking care of your kids, player, mm. missing out because the really the women was it's better than having a puppy. Okay, exactly. exactly. Oh, you got two girls. Oh, that's a good man. And they were like, "We'll help you." Want us to drive them to school? Can we calm their hair? Can we take them shopping? What can we do to help you out, black man? What can we do to help you? 
And listen, okay. I know, I know, because with <laughs> my father with me, I'm telling you, with my daddy with me, because I, I did have long, straight hair once upon a time, and, and it wasn't done. Like I said, after my sister was gone when I was eight, it wasn't done. And they'll say, oh, you need somebody to call my hair? I'll take her to the hairdresser for That's you. That's right. Girl, groceries would just be showing up. I'm like, oh, we ain't never hungry. So, and, then I t- <laughs> and then I turned 18, and all you heifers dropped me like a bad habit. Every last one of you. That's it. I didn't see hide no hair of nobody no more. See? All right. But you know what? It got us through. So It got us through. But I'm just saying, little girls, don't turn that down now. Make that heifer. She wants your daddy girl. Make her work for her because these heifers will drop you in a minute. The minute they find out he ain't going to marry him, I'm you trying to you back on your all. I ran many of them off that they wouldn't do right. <laughs> and I had no shame. I said, daddy, I don't like her. <laughs> you won't take me. Sh- daddy, I don't like her. Mm-hmm. like, okay. Next thing you know, they're gone. Never to be heard of again. <laughs> I, and I, I, let me digress. I'm so sorry. And I know this isn't about me, but when my father, when my husband asked my father to marry me, he said, are you sure? My father did. He's like, you, sh- you want her? Because you can't give her back. Don't bring her back. <laughs> <laughs> you you <So>, stuck. <laughs> so, right. He was like, there is no giving her back. And he said, yeah, my daddy laughed. From that day to this, my father laughed because, honey, this girl is spoiled. So he had mm-hmm. something on his hands. So there are perks to being a daddy's girl. Yes, there are. And it's, that's one of them, too. Have, you know, men need to see that when you bring a man in your life, yeah. that there's a man around that cares about you um, and that they're not going to be able to run that game in them circles. So if you're trying to play games, then you need to go somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's what so many girls in this day and age are missing. Like you said, even if it's not a blood relative, even if it's not their bio dad, just someone, a male. Because we don't have that in our community. So it would be condescending of me to sit here and act Mm -hmm. like that's the only formula because we're going to have to get creative around here. We're going to have to borrow some daddies, share, share, share alike. You're not acting right. Okay, well, I'm going to get everybody to do daddy, sir. So you just go on ahead about your business. Sometimes these women are so attached to trying to make him pay, make him suffer, make mm-hmm. sure he's lonely, make sure he's not having no fun. They want to um, chasing them behind that little child support. That little couple hundred dollars is the reason why you ain't got you a new husband because ain't nobody going to let that man think he running the household because he sending a little check. So you're going to have to be independent of him if you want a king to come in and take care of everybody, get everybody new daddy girl. I'm just trying to Absolutely. Say. And that's one of my favorite quotes from you. Um, <laughs> your friend, whoever it was, she had a boyfriend that went to jail and he was still running the house from jail. Mm-hmm. You said, girl, I don't know why you ain't get everybody a new daddy. And she, I said, what? Everybody get a new daddy? Everybody get a new daddy. I get a new daddy. You get a new daddy. You get a new daddy. He ain't daddy no more. That is my favorite. I say everybody get a new daddy. That's my new listen. Because men, a man is not like a woman. Mm -hmm. A a, 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 a man is not going to come in a situation where his wife is answering to another man. If he's still getting your attention, if you're still arguing and fighting with him, if if you're still jealous, if you still need him, he's not going to take that on because he don't want no other man running his household. It's just that simple, you know? And then it's, and, and, and then I look at it too. Like if this other man wanted to be a family, then that's what he would be doing. That's your responsibility when you go out here and you spread your seed. Now, some of these women be doing some crafty stuff. So like I said, of course, it's all, it's all kind of things going on. 
Yeah. We want our fellas to be paying attention to the difference between who's at least going to become a woman one day and who's just looking for a check and a meal ticket and who's getting ready to be lazy and stop just running behind a big booty and a smile, you know, because then y'all make a mistake, you know, and then and then now is she crazy and you got this hell going on and meanwhile the state and the government are using her to extort you. To keep you broke, to keep you from being able to travel, they'll take you to jail. Can't get no child, can't get no 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 uh, passport to get up out of here. You know, they holding you, using these women to hold the men hostage. So everybody got to wake up when it comes to this dating. We need to start being more responsible and more. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You got to use better judgment and um, have an idea of what you want going into the situation. You know, oh goodness, discernment, and that that really takes me into my next um, line of questioning, which is um, again to quote from I think it was even yesterday. You were talking about how um, you got to eat every day. You were saying how faithful your 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 husband is, mm-hmm. and how those cute boys they they come around once a week or whatever, and they'll take you out to eat, and they feel like that's supposed to last. Girls right. aren't requiring that of the men that they're dating. They can, they'll give it up for a happy meal and um, a, a, a frappe or whatever it is, and they're okay with it. I, I, a man can come in hand with a happy meal or a Big Mac or whoever it is with a drink, and they are okay. They feel like somebody cares for them. I know. And, and that's so not the case. And so, I, I- I discovered, oh, I'm sorry, let me finish. Let me no, finish. no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I discovered that that was happening because I would be dating guys who were coming on to me real strong, but then would be kind of flaky sometimes. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, they would have a whole entire wife or living girlfriend, kid, a whole family going on. And I'm huh. sitting here going, how is it possible for me to see you every day and and me and go to your house and do how can i do all if you're that committed in a relation with somebody that means that this woman over here is allowing you to claim her like she in a relationship when you're single it's no way in hell you're allowing your husband somebody you expect us you're gonna have kids with one day y'all been in a long-term relationship and he could just text message you he can go out of town and not you don't have to hear his voice he could just text right. you. no yeah, girl, i made it no who do where they do that <laughs> Well, Phil, where they doing it at? I, I don't know, because it ain't around here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, ma'am. Your face look like, what? Where they do that at? That's what I'm, I was astonished. Because I just can't, especially if I have taken your last name and you jumping up and down with me in the bed. We No, we cannot, that cannot happen. I need to hear your voice. Listen. I'm gonna tell you, my husband would text me if he go up the street to Publix, and I and I promise you, Publix is less than a mile away. Right. He will text. Babe, I'm at I'm at the store. You need anything? No. Or even if he forgets, he'd be like, I, I am so sorry. I made. I mean, because in this day and age, it's not that we're keeping tabs or we keeping check or anything like that, but it's just that anything can happen. Right. And with all this gunplay going on, it'd be like, and if I get to work, when I get to work, it's like I made it to work safely. So, you know, the person doesn't have to worry. That's what happens right. when you care about somebody. You don't leave them to their own imagination, too. Right. But I have just seen that 
these people don't care if uh-uh. you don't make it to your destination. Uh-uh. These people don't care if you've eaten today. Uh-huh. These people don't care if you got on some some dirty clothes. Have you washed your clothes? Do you need anything to eat? Do you and will come lay up? Which come they will come and and, and, and see that's why you gotta have your own. Right. You gotta have your own so you can you can appreciate your own and know how to take care of it and see how other people treat it. Exactly. Every man knock on my door empty handed. You better have an Arizona in your hand or something. Don't come over here empty-handed. Mm-mm. Ain't nothing going on over here but the rent. You spend a night, you need to pick up a bill. You can't just be... <laughs> you got you got you a three-night man. That third night, you're going to have to pick one of these bills now. Right. As a matter of fact, don't even pick one. You got to take them all. Because you three-night... <laughs> night, you got to pick a bill. How about that? But something. I, I just... And I don't understand how women... I, I I don't know if I can classify them as such, but the the female persuasion is selling themselves so short, and then they wonder why it's okay to make the music like they do. It's okay to talk to them like they do because you're not requiring them to do anything otherwise. You're not requiring any type of respect, so why should they respect you? Well, and that's because they're lazy. And so ultimately, it's a lot of circumstances where people getting what they deserve, which is what makes the counseling job. That is one of the hardest things. I don't know what in the hell I was thinking. First of all, the scariest place, the scariest place in the world is in the deep, dark crevices of these people's mind, trying to figure out what motivated you. know, you're like, what made you do that? You don't even want the answer because the answer is way worse. Okay. And, um, these young ladies are so busy taking a shortcut to having what they want materially mm-hmm. to feed on their self-esteem that they ain't thought about none of this stuff that we're talking about. And if you don't have the things that they're trying to attain, they're not even interested in hearing what it is that you have to say sometimes, you know, and it's not everybody, but you know, it's enough to where it's a really an epidemic and it's a problem. It really is a problem. And just because you can sing, just because you can rap, just because you can dance, and you got talent, doesn't mean that you don't need to be intelligent. Doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, I would, it amazes me how many multi-millionaire black kids it is running around here with money who never say, not nah, I'm, I'm gonna go all the way back to college. But mm-hmm. why wouldn't you go take an accounting degree or I mean, class, you know right. what I'm saying? Just a, or, or some money management or get a financial advisor or something. And I'm not just talking about black women. I was watching the episode of, Keeping up with the Kardashians, because you know I watch anything. Okay, so I'm watching these ratchets, and and Kim comes in the house and she's like, "I saw a um, uh, I had I sat down like somebody did the media training, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know I I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to answer questions about the robbery and everything. I'm really anxious about it, and so they're helping me to answer questions and stuff like that, and I just really learned so much and then she's like i want all you guys to go too so the whole family went they filmed it and it was great hey chris you get shy when people ask you about bruce so this is when we gonna practice some bruce questions and do you know that these dingbats was like so blown away i said you mean to tell me you got nine billion dollars and you've been famous for 10 years and it never occurred to you even what? after you had sex tape after sex tape that you needed to go get you some media training not even when you what? opened your corporate first everybody in the family went they had none of them had ever been not chris not chloe not kendall not kylie and not kim 
and now Courtney. I, I was blown away. I was blown away. Actually, I tell you, you're you're my source of this stuff, so I don't I don't know the, what. How could you not? How could you, I don't know? I don't know. I don't know. Even rappers get media training. How do you not get media training and you're always in controversy? Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this just shows you just basic. But here we are saying that this is a shrewd businesswoman. Those two things don't go together. So I don't know who the shrewd businesswoman is that's helping you to make your coins, but there's no way in H-E double hockey sticks that you ain't called a media trainer and you Kim Kardashian in 10 years with all the drama you stay in. No. That, she was putting on for the camera. She had. I was. I surely hope. But the uh, thing was, they really did learn something to the point. I mean, I. I you know, at, at one point, because at first I'm like just watching the show. When mm -hmm. it hit me, watching them interact and watching how, because what they did was they did a mock interview, like set them on the couch, like it was a TV show, and right. interviewed. Then they talked about how it went, and then gave them tips and did it again, and it was much better. I was like, oh, you mean to tell me? I was blown away. Couldn't. I mean, I guess you can't help but believe it because their track record. So, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Moving on. I'm sorry. No, I mean, listen. Make my head no. Yeah. What was we talking about? We listen. Oh, that's the point. What I was the point that I was trying to make is here we are looking at a pretty package, and a lot mm. of these young girls are um, a microcosm of that. Looking at a beautiful package, you look good, you smell good, you've got all the things popping, you've got all the popular things, you've got you an iPhone 10, you got a million Instagram followers and that type of stuff like that. that you but you don't have no integrity, no class, ain't been nowhere, and then on top of that, you got the nerve to want people to listen to what you got to say. As if. So that you can affect other people with your stupidity. <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. And I think that's a, the reason I, I kind of shy away from those shows. Because I was like... Oh, as you should. What to my IQ if I actually watch this? It will drain you. And, 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 and you know, I want... Because I want to reach out and connect with mm -hmm. that audience. That's the audience they need help. Jesus went out and amongst the exactly. people who need it. And so I want to know what's going on. That's why all these little rappers with the tattoos all over their face. I came on my show. I talked to you guys about Takashi 6 9 when that mm -hmm. stuff started. But now he's on TMZ. Now and now and right now they're laughing at him. Next thing you know, you're gonna turn on Saturday Night Live and Takashi. And he's gonna be right now. Six nine is gonna be on there performing. And next thing you know, after that, he'll be Eminem, and you'll be like, "Why does my child have rainbow hair?" So that's why I'm ta I talk about these things like that, you know, because although 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 there's uh, a large segment of my audience that is sophisticated and don't have time for that, which I know you don't. Oh, right. goodness crap. I see why. You're right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just want to report. For, I wouldn't even advise you to go down that rabbit hole because you might get stuck. I just want to let you know what's going on in Thoughtland. <laughs> and that's it. Hold on. Give me one second. Let me get my Ethernet cord in here. Um, and like my husband and I was talking, we that's like my bestie. Other than you, that you ain't, <laughs> but he is my actual living in real life best friend. Hey man, really? He's over here dancing. But anyway, um, he's <laughs> like, you have to go actually immerse yourself in it. I'm like, but do you want a stupid wife? Because <laughs> you... I, I can't guarantee that I am going to come back as the same person as I left here. So 
I'm slowly going to. I, I say I'll take it from Kiki TV first. <laughs> and I'll, I'll go delve deeper into it. You know, but, it's not going to make you stupid. It just makes you angry. A lot of times I just leave situations feeling angry. So that's why I have to, you know, because it's just like all the things you told us not to do in order to be successful is what you're going to turn around and we won't reward. As so, and then it seems like it kicked on as soon as I graduated too. Like, wouldn't I feel like, what the hell have I been sitting around here doing homework for? What did I sit in the front of the class and pay attention for, for you to turn around and, 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 and tell, and, and, you know, a major news publication be telling the world what Cardi B thinks about, about uh, taxes. Who cares what she thinks? Do she even pay? Anyway. She said they taking out too much of her taxes. It's better than going to prison. I didn't understand the rest of what she said, so I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> but and I, and I, but that's my but that's the that's my point. It's like it's not her fault that right. the, but, but I'm just saying look at all the people who know what they're talking about that you gotta ignore all because they don't get your her. agenda and you can't control them by the time you over here worried about what she's talking about. And that okay. that is very frustrating. And um you know, the the liberal media is known for doing it and conservative media is, is doing it now too and they need to cut it out. Okay. So, wait, let's digress. So, before, we were talking about relationships and such and it, it just brought me to the frame of mind, my brothers, mm -hmm. they couldn't get a date to save their lives because they weren't the bad boys. They weren't the um, the typical Mm -hmm. They went to school. They were in extracurricular activities. They, I mean, I wouldn't say they were nerds, but, you know, they held their own in class. So they were passed over so many times by the girls that they wanted to date. Where right, right, right. they had to go to white women because mm. the black girls didn't want them. Mm -hmm. But now, like all the, the guys from their generation are like either in prison or they're dead. And when they go back home or when their old friends see me or the girls see me, like, oh, Sophia, what's your brother doing? Blah, 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 blah. He ain't doing you. Girl, not you. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, have you seen that? Is that something? Is that something just I've experienced? Have you seen that? Or can you speak to that? Um, well, actually, I can't speak to that as much because of the environment that I came up in in Los Angeles where they ain't dating black girls anyway. It wouldn't matter mm -hmm. if they wanted them or not, number one. Okay, all right. <laughs> not necessarily white girls, just anything else. Armenians, oh. Mexicans, mix, uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, y'all way more diverse than Florida, so. It's not even that it's that diverse. They just always trying to have something, think they're doing something exotic. You know exotic. what I mean? It's got to be exotic and all that kind of I mean, I had a crush on this boy in Inglewood. Oh, he was so cute. A few years after we got grown, I seen him in the Walmart with this fat ass asking girl. I was like, oh, you acted like you couldn't call me back. You acted like I had to chase you down. You acted like you was popping. And look, For you to make babies with her? Fat uh -uh. Go get you a cute. I'm not so you go get where Jennifer Lopez at. She busy. Right. You got it. You know what I'm saying? Not J Lo. <laughs> okay. What? Oh goodness. I digress. The point that I was making is 
some men have a hang up anyway, but there is definitely a problem with girls wanting the bad boy. Right. And a lot of times the good guys do get looked over, period. Now, if your brothers really wanted a black woman, they could find them a black woman somewhere. They could have. I mean, they but, could find them a black girl. Yeah. But, but there, is, there is truth to a lot of women skip over the good guy. When I was at Hampton, my first year, I had a guy who, at, at Hampton, everybody is like, when you first get there, some senior be like, I'm your big brother, big sister, or something like that. You know, when you forge relationships with older people or whatever. Right. Or upper class, I'm sorry. Um, and so my big brother was like, you know, um, he said, y'all pass up on the good guys every day. He was like, you see them nerds that you're not talking to? Them the men that's going to treat you right. Them the ones that's the married kind. And he was like, like the assholes like me. Because <laughs> he, he was one of them. The assholes like me, he ain't got nothing coming over here. Wow. At least he was honest. Yeah. I can respect honesty. No, he did. I asked him one Valentine's Day. I said, what'd you get your girlfriend for Valentine's Day? He said, we probably go to dinner or something. I said, y'all been together six years. You ain't going to the jewelry store. Damn, if you was with me, you'd be going to the jury store. He said, that's why I'm not with you. <laughs> wow. Listen, six years, though? No. Six years. And they went to college together, and all she getting is a, a happy Valentine's Day, and who good knows where, what restaurant they going to. I hope he at least took her somewhere nice. The devil is a lie. Oh, next, because I heard, I heard Kiki Jr. in the background. Parenting. <laughs> my one of my favorite stories about her was the vaccinations in the hospital mm-hmm. I don't believe we're taking the research for these vaccinations as seriously as we should so I'm like and then I don't know what to do to how do we get the word out how do we get people to be more involved because had I known then as I said I had I don't know if I said it while we were recording but I had my first child when I was 15. I didn't know no better. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I can only assume they were only mixing it up the way yeah. they mixed it up back then. I don't know if they ramped up their efforts. Uh, what year was that? Um, 94 was the first, was my first. Okay, so that, that's when they first actually started changing the laws. What, ha- what happened in, in, I believe it was about 94, um, they, he's tricky, long story short, they was able to get Congress to agree to, to absorbing, absorbing uh, any responsibility to right. the vaccine makers. If it's a vaccine-related injury, then kids could not, I mean, the parents could not sue if something happened to their kid as a result of the vaccine. So beginning around 94 is when we see them increasing and increasing and increasing that schedule. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, your original, your, your son probably got what everybody else was getting, but then, like, maybe, I don't know, did you notice that they, there were increasingly more vaccines for your younger two? Actually, they were all, I, I kept all of their documentation. I have a huge folder, and I kind of compared it. So, like, after I had each subsequent child, um, they were actually on the same schedule. Oh, cool. Again, we were in a very small town, so we didn't get the innovative mm-hmm. stuff like everybody mm-hmm. else. Okay. Well, that's but, a good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I have a cousin who had a child um, thereafter, and after his first, no, his second set of vaccines, he was autistic immediately. He didn't, he didn't walk on schedule. He didn't talk on schedule. Now, he's high-functioning. Oh. Because it's working itself out of system. Exactly. Because she keeps him active. Mm 
Um, Did she stop vaccinating him after that incident? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that, I've I've seen them say the mothers will start to see recovery, but they Mm -hmm. don't trust their instincts. And they say, oh, autism is caused by this, and they continue to re-injure. So, I mean, that's right there. That situation is proof. Uh, how how serious this is and you said um, it's a boy it's a boy he just turned 13 um in february and i actually delivered him because she was in labor at my house and all this stuff but um so he he's my baby i stayed very close to him during that whole during his whole growing up because they're originally from massachusetts so she moved home with him um for a long time so i kept tabs so they actually came back about three years ago but since he's been back in Florida, he's been able to be more active and mm-hmm. he's had the most um, development since he's been back in Florida because there's yards and he can do stuff at school. So it's much better for him. He's been really good. And he's actually not in the, um, the special education classes anymore. He's actually in classes with regular students. So he has had good recovery since being back for these past three years. Excellent. Excellent. And I've heard of parents with vaccine-injured kids um, going to different um, herbalists and finding different, like, minerals or um, aromatherapies and stuff to help to pull that toxins. The problem is it's just a bunch of mercury and a bunch of lead and and, uh, things that they're putting, foreign stuff in there. And what they're saying is that, number one, boys have a thinner layer uh, or membrane that protects their brain from chemicals. So oh, that's the reason why the boys are injured more often by the vaccines than the girls are. And also that some kind of way testosterone is acting as an active agent to some of these things as well. It's, it is boosting the function of some of that crap they got in that vial, you know? Exactly. So. Yeah. That's why they're seeing it more, not only in boys, but in black boys in terms of that just a vaccine injury causing that autism. And, it's, and, and the CDC is well aware of it, you know, but everybody is willing to sell the children out to make money. And this is a problem that everybody is having. Absolutely. Um, everybody across the board. But the difference is, I will say, I had never heard of this before. And then it was the white conservative women that was like, oh, girl, we know already. We already know. Mm. And so this is, and, and, and my husband said, I said to my husband, I said, I see people entertain cat videos of people, you know, a cat scooting on his butt across the floor. Right. But let me sit here and say, hey, I just watched this entire documentary about vaccine injury. Let me share this with my personal friends and family. Right. And my personal friends and family will act like they don't see it. And he said, you know what? I don't, it's not always that people are trying to ignore it or they don't want to see something or whatever he was like i think the difference is that there aren't as many black women that have the luxury of being a stay-at-home mom where they have the time to dedicate to these long documentaries and get the information as well you know but for your child wouldn't you make time i mean because well, i neither did i but, well i would but. right but, <laughs> i mean you could you can go to the club you can yeah. leave the key, these kids home to go do any other thing you want to go do. Mm-hmm. So sit your butt down in front of the computer or in front your face. Your face is in your phone twenty four seven anyway. 
Well, so and then the sad something? part about it is, it's okay until it's a problem. If you get right. away with it and your child doesn't get vaccine injured, you never know which one is going to be the one because now they're giving them the HPV. That's that the HPV is worse than any other vaccine, and it's causing injury to kids that are in puberty stages. Imagine you didn't had a highly functioning child till they were twelve or thirteen, and then they just go in the doctor for a checkup and don't even walk out the same way. And how guilty and responsible you gonna feel? It's something totally different mm-hmm. if the child has already has already had developmental issues the entire time. But if you've been, oh my God, and yo, you see your child's personality and everything, so, you know, to, to you don't never know if you're gonna get it back, mm-hmm. all because your attention wasn't because because the thing is the information has been being put out there since the late 80s mm-hmm. so at this point the responsibility is on us and then before in the 80s or at 94 what no google what no, no. youtube what no internet so all, apparently when the publication came out you know i guess the white conservative women had it okay but now that we got the youtube and the internet mm-hmm. you know and we can share information and that kind of stuff like that and what I've noticed, it's not no shade, what I've noticed about these, about the, the, the um, what I've noticed about the, the white conservative women is not so much that they don't want to share the information, you know, it's just that they have a different thought process. So like you said, um, it wouldn't occur to me to, they think that their mind don't work that way. They think right. that. They need to be informed, and so it never occurred to them that you wouldn't be looking for that information as well, right? And that actually happened to me because I had I had a gyno visit. It was my annual, and I took my daughter because she she'd never gone, and um, I had given her her privacy because they weren't going to do a pelvic because it wasn't necessary, but they were going to you know show her how to do the breast exam. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna let her you know have the experience but at the end of that they um the doctor subsequently asked her you know have you had the hpv hpv shot she said no asked her did she want it she said no so i guess at some point he's like well we're gonna give it to you she said does my mom know about this grant she's 19 and he said oh we don't know she ran out that room and she came Amen. She's like, Mom, do you know they try? I said, I didn't give y'all no authorization, but she's 19. I don't give nobody's damn no. about and the sick part. The sick part is it would be different if they really in their mind thought that they were helping her. Right. All they're trying to do is make a sale. Exactly. And they are well aware of the fact that these kids are not leaving their office. That way, you know how sick and demented and demonic that is? Mm-hmm. You know how evil and greedy and mm-hmm. cheap and ridiculous you gotta be when you take your baby in to get all these vaccines where they just stood where you thinking your baby get three vaccines but really they getting six because they're compiling them in the vial Mm -hmm. the doctor with the white coat on who did all the years of school don't even get your baby the shot they leave the room Mm -hmm. yeah and i've always wondered about that so they don't have to take responsibility But he, he next tried, I mean, he spent like the next 15 to 20 minutes to convince me why I should, I said, sir, sir, please look at this face. My <laughs> answer's not going to change. Now, if you don't have anything else of substance to say to me, 
I will kindly check out and I will see you next year. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I don't want no problems. I said, well, I ain't giving you no problems. The only problem going to if you come at my daughter with that needle. And they used to bullying people. But here, here's how you shut them down for people who are listening. If you end up in that same situation, say, please show me the studies that prove that this vaccine is safe and effective. Honey, they will gladly walk. Ma'am, do you need your coat, ma'am? Would you like your parking validated? Your Listen, parking will be validated. I wish and I had that, that verbiage because I would have loved it. That's all right, because don't worry, they all, they'll try you again. They ain't going to stop. They're never going to get tired. Listen. Oh, you know what? Because you mentioned it. What was the name of that documentary? I think you said it was a seven-day Yes, it's called, the, it's called The Truth About Vaccines. And it's, it's free, but they really want people to pay attention and absorb this information. After you watch this vaccine, it's a seven-part series. Each video is about an hour long or something like that. Okay, but it's a different topic. And I thought seven days hearing that, like I, that first video got me so into it that I was looking forward to these videos, okay? And then they have it set up where every day you'll get the new email. Um, but they just really want you to, so think of it like a class on vaccines. Right. Once you watch that, you will know more than your doctor does. Okay. If the doctor's still offering you a vaccine, do you either know more than him or he's some kind of evil criminal mastermind? It's just one or the other. It's no way you're informed to that degree and you're going to stick a, a, a baby who is not at risk for hepatitis B with a hepatitis B shot so you can sell it. Right. The baby don't even know how to do nothing to catch it. So why? I, and they didn't even ask my permission. Um, you, you mentioned the stories of the, for, you know, for the listeners. Sweetie. We hear you, boo. You singing? Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, she was born, I had her at, at 29 weeks because I had preeclampsia, developed preeclampsia. I always had like elevated high blood pressure. Y'all can tell I'm a little high strung anyway. Okay. But when I got pregnant, then um, I really had to watch it. And then ultimately the doctor was like, you know, we're not going to keep chasing trace, this blood pressure. Cause it was, I was feeling okay, but um, apparently my levels was off the chart. So they didn't want to chance mm-hmm. it. And they took her at 29 weeks. And she developed very well um, in the, the NICU for like six weeks. She was fine. But we show up one day and she's got a Band-Aid on. And we have already instructed them to call us for everything. Don't stick her with nothing. Don't give her nothing without telling her. We have been so – we did everything we could. Why is she wearing a Band-Aid? Oh, we gave her the hepatitis B shot. You didn't call. You didn't say anything. I didn't sign for consent for it or anything like that. My daughter was out of that hospital within that week. Wow. All of a sudden, she was ready to go home, miraculously. I'm sure, because they knew. You know, and then um, I called the nursing board to find out, you know, you guys need to reprimand somebody, but they wouldn't even tell me who the nurse was who gave her the injection, and then the nursing board says we have to know who the nurse is that gave her the injection in order to do any type of... No, go find out. This is... Right. But then I remembered, I said, Alex Jones talked about this. Let me go look it up. Alex Jones was reporting on a NICU nurse who was a whistleblower who said that 
we all gather, NICU nurses are gathered around the incubator prepared to resuscitate, resuscitate these children in order to give them the vitamin, the, uh, not vitamin, honey, the uh, hepatitis B vaccine. So that mm -hmm. means that you have a practice of purposely not telling the parents. And then in the event that something happens to them while they're in there, you blame it on something else. It's a, that's a conspiracy. That's like, exactly. that's wrong. And it's all for profit. Right. A hundred percent for profit. Yeah. That's disgusting. So if we, if we want to be out here raging against the machine and the man, then I just feel like we should be all, all of us have that in common where we can really get some big stuff taken care of because, and then, and then the worst part is maybe you like that. You don't, you don't think vaccines are the worst or maybe you really are afraid of your kid getting chicken pox or whatever the case it is. Fine. But you should still have some option. Right. But they're making it in every state option, making it where, and if you don't get 60 vaccines for your kid by the time they're in the first grade, they can't go to public school. Right. And that's sad. Uh, and, and I just think people are really, in, what's the matter, baby? <laughs> um, people are so misinformed that they think that vaccines are prote protecting them from, from the, basically it's like this, you have an immune system and these people are, you're, you're, you're paying somebody to do something for you that your body is already doing and they're going to see it worked. Look, you ain't get it, but right. really it's you got an immunity to it, you know, mm -hmm. in the first place, or you were never in danger of catching it like the hepatitis B. Right. And that's what it was with my, my, first son because actually while I was pregnant I had chicken pox and he was born with the immunity and he never got it nor did he ever get the shot and the doctors and were crazy like because they always say pregnant women if a pregnant woman gets the chicken pox that's the worst thing ever in the world and that's supposed to be so dangerous it was worse for me because it was itchy but <laughs> <laughs> wow that is insane other than that I experienced no um complications whatsoever I had a slight fever I could only take Tylenol because I was pregnant, but I mean, nothing happened. Like right now, if they were to draw my titers, I, I would score really high. And my son, when he was born, he was a, a bit jaundiced, but that was about it. It didn't affect him no kind of way. So, I don't know, but as time goes on, and I warn my children, I was like, at the point where you get married and you decide to have children, just make sure you're informed that if they don't, um, if you decide not to give them vaccinations, they're not going to school. Because I'm sure it's going to only get worse as the years, years progress. Well, you, you can get exemptions. There's religious exemptions. Um, uh, depends on the state. Some states let you do a, what's called a religious exemption. Mm -hmm. The other one is... Um, There's a medical one, right? If you're a medical, medical exemption. And you, you just fill out a form. It's not like there's anybody important that's going to come and determine or approve or deny it for now. Right. For that's now, it's a simple process to go on ahead and do that, you know. But mm -hmm. um, the problem is then you're going to take your highly intelligent child with fire, rapid fire synapses. Right. You're going to put them in a classroom with a bunch of kids that's been vaccinated with a whole bunch of, and then they high fructose <laughs> corn syrup and then uh, mm -hmm. all of that. So you end up putting them in private school anyway because they're going to be Exactly. So that's, yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, and speaking of school, 
we're gonna um, pivot. Speaking of school, you're right now in school for your doctorate. Right. Why are you doing this to me? And um, I know you spend a lot of time studying. First, I have one question. Did the teacher ever give you that point? No, that she helpful? didn't. The heifer gave me an A minus. Oh, yes, no. Yes, that heifer did. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wondering about that, and every time I forget to put it in the chat, but that was so not what I was going to ask you. But how important is it? education overall because um, it seems like people just treat it any kind of way right now and they don't value it at all once again people lazy and always want to take a shortcut oh well you know warren buffett didn't go to school and you know mark zuckerberg dropped out of college and then they hired a whole bunch of people who did go to college to work on run all their money exactly. and you ain't the one of them and ain't either one of them black. I was saying that yesterday. Name me a single billionaire, black billionaire, who doesn't have any education. Right. No, So black people, I mean, if, I can understand if the white kids want to do that, but to hear a black person say that, that's just comical. That's just ridiculous. To hear black people acting like you got any other, you plan on getting any type of wealth in this country, statistically speaking, it's going to come because you are a highly educated and highly resourceful person, mm -hmm. regardless of anything, unless you're an athlete. And guess what? It's a whole bunch of athletes that started off rich and now they broke. And exactly. that's why, you know, look at Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal went back and got his uh, uh, education doctor, his ed So that's Dr. O'Neal now. Mm -hmm. So he's like, hey, don't, don't confuse me with them just because I'm big and I look dumb. I ain't dumb as I look now. And so... We're going to continue to see him thrive in the sports arena. He can do whatever he wants to do because he's educated. You know? We don't have, as a community of black people, we don't have generational wealth to speak of because every other week somebody's holding a fish fry for a funeral when mm. it's mm. just, to me, it's just common sense. Right now, Domino's has insurance for pizza. Why the hell don't you have insurance for your life? <laughs> so, I, wait. Listen. Why you ain't got insurance for your son when he been gang banging since he was twelve? That girl, the handwriting was on the day. Gerber will send the hell out those um those little pamphlets where you can. I tell you what. I, I tell you what, I got I got some cousins I know is alive right now because they seen that paperwork come in when their mama went and got that life insurance policy on. They said, ain't that a <laughs> But I, I am just taking aback. You will buy insurance for your pizza before you insure your whole life. That's right. Because you know you got kids here, there, and everywhere. So somebody got to take care of them. Somebody has to provide for them. Why aren't we insuring ourselves? Why aren't we getting educated? And we may not go to the point because it doesn't seem like in our community or in some communities, Education is valued as much as it is in others, mm. but go get you an AA if you don't do nothing else. Graduate high school, goddamn. Just graduate. Well, something. You, you absolutely must graduate high school. Well, every time I see a kid who ain't graduate high school, I just want to get your mama on the phone because I want to know what you was doing so important. That you sending these black kids out here struggling, and then you got the nerve to be talking about the white man. You didn't came, they didn't, you just sent them out here with nothing to defend right. themselves 
Yeah, so don't call me when they end up in jail, girl, because I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. Don't call me when they get in trouble with the police and have these, a lot of these incidents, these kids is idle. They don't have nothing to do, nothing important to do on the way doing nothing, coming back from doing nothing. Right. And you know? It's <sighs> like they don't even know how to speak because one thing I've always been adamant about, when my children got phones and only, well, my oldest is an adult, my daughter, well, Two of them are adult and one is following. They could not text me with any slang. Mm-hmm. My thing is this. You're going to text me in complete sense. I don't care what you do with your little friends, but when you text me or dad, it has to be in complete sentences, including punctuation. <laughs> I tell you no lie. I heard when, that. When you come in my house, you can leave, leave all the little slick talking outside. Yeah, that's I, right. In this house... It's a dictatorship. Out there, it may be a democracy. My house, that threshold, that's the dictatorship. Because you're going to speak to me in correct English. Because I, I need to know, when you're in front of a person of authority, you need to be able to articulate yourself and differentiate yourself from those other people that they're dealing with. That's right. So everybody, they're like, well, nobody else. Is, I ain't nobody else's mama. Because mm-hmm. my children gonna come home at the end of the day, and if it's That's right. if you can help it, because when you're in that situation and you're able to say, "Well, hello, sir. My name is such and such and such and such. Here's my identification. This is where I reside. Can you That's take right. me to my mama, please?" That's right. And sometimes I'd have been so mad that I didn't popped off at the mouth because I couldn't control myself. But then when the person that's really in charge show up, then I turn up. Then I then, then I can turn but it off. Then you gather yourself together. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, what he said? He said I said that. I did not say that. What I was trying to say. Okay. He, he must have misunderstood. He misheard. He must understood. He must have got it misconstrued. Please, exactly. please allow me. That is a great tie you have on. Please allow me. Right. Oh, you're looking quite lovely today. You're just looking dashing. See, I, w- I have to be able to do that. Now, when with you, your little picky head friends, <laughs> right? What you do how you talk, <laughs> but when that authority figure, namely those ones in them suits with the badges, them uniforms, mm-hmm. you need to be able to get yourself home. They'll so, learn because the, the the friends who don't know how to do that will be the ones to get everybody in trouble. Right. You won't want to play with them no more, and you'll see why you can't do that. I don't know why. And listen, we just keep the caveat. Friends and social but, media. But, go, but, but going back to what you were saying, um, talking about education and why it's important and that kind yes. of stuff. Yes. I talk about colorism on my channel a lot because that is the reason mm. why um, so many people, Black people, by, by, uh, bl- black complexion, dark complexion, mid compl- black people not confused. Not if you got if I got to be like, what are you? Is you mixed? I'm not talking about y'all right now. We didn't talk this. We're not talking to you right now. So my black folks, right? Okay? If I ask you what race, are you? well, first of all, if I got to ask you, you know what I'm saying? If, if it's oh, a question, I, oh, you know, I, no, no, I'm not talking about y'all. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. talking about black people. Eventually, in the same way that Black people have just embraced the the N-word, is the same way that Black people have embraced giving up on aspiring to be professional, to be looked at as a professional, to be respected in a professional arena, to want the respect Mm -hmm. of those in that arena. 
because for so long, black folks were not even allowed to participate. Yeah. Now, uh, Matthew Knowles, uh, Dr. Matthew Knowles, okay, he did an interview on uh, Vlad TV, Mm -hmm. which I thought was brilliant. He's got a book coming out, uh, Racism Through the Eyes of a Child, right? And I feel like for all of the... For, for as much as Beyonce has pushed things further in that direction of, you know, lightening, the lightening up of the, sharing, commercializing the blackness, bottling right. it up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your person, Beyonce, is a great person. I don't know. I don't know her. So I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. Right. Got you. I'm, I'm following. But the image, the machine of the Beyonce's and people like her, um, Bottle up that black experience, and, and and so that everybody who can consume can want to consume it can consume it. Meanwhile, the people that's actually back for real are not uh, taking advantage of any of these luxuries. They can't even afford to go to the concert. Mm. So I, I I think that this is Matthew's way of knowing that and trying to kind of. Right. I mean, it's his fault. He literally created this, this monster. monster. Cause, yep. Because in the 90s, we had all these R&B groups of different shades. Well, nobody hating on Beyonce because she was light-skinned. We ain't care, but we just could pick which one we wanted. You could, right. like, you could like Kelly. You could like Latavia. You could like Latoya or Beyonce. Beyonce said, all you, all you fire, all y'all cancel SWV, you could go home, escape. You could go home. All you have is go mm-hmm. home because I'm going to come out here and do things that in the black community, traditionally black girls cannot do. Black mm-hmm. girls don't wear blonde hair. Especially nope. not no long weave, straight silky. Not like, mm-hmm. not like that. Not like that. We ain't talking about that. Ain't, that ain't Mary J. Blige blonde. That's something else that she got going on, right? Like, right. like Mary J. Blige, like, look, I'm trying to be different. You like, no, I'm about to try to make it look like this shit growing out my, out my head. head. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Okay, mm-hmm. I ain't never had a nap. You ain't never caught Beyonce with no naps. Never. never. That never. Was always smooth. It was, she went from the braiding it up mm-hmm. in long blonde braids till they got that lace front situation together. You is not going to see no kitchen on Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, get off on that tangent. But anyway, Matthew Knowles mm-hmm. wrote this book talking about racism and his experiences growing up in Alabama and also how light complexion women get preference. Anyway, he said something I didn't know that he went to Fisk University. He transferred to Fisk University, an all-black school, because he felt that he was, uh, he just felt kind of isolated going to the all-white school. So he transferred over to Fisk, and he played basketball. He said at Fisk University, you could not be admitted if you did not pass the paper bag test. Wow, for men too? For, he said, for everybody except the athletes, he said, uh, unless you were an athlete, Mm. Or if you came from a really prominent black family, that's the only way you were going there. Now, I'm telling you that going to Hampton at the end of, what, when did I go to school? 2002 to 2006, you can still see the remnants of that based on when you, when you, when you see who the legacies are. Sweetie, sweetie, what's the matter? You just want attention to talk. You can you can see um, the remnants of that when you see the girls who are saying my dad went my mom and dad mm. met here and my mom went here and my grandmother went here. That's not the black girls. 
Gotcha. You understand what I'm saying? And so um, that's happening on a collegiate level, you know? So then how many of you people who passed the paper bag test went out into the workforce and encouraged black people, made sure they got hired, made sure they got into the workforce? Made, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then every time we bring it up is now you're trying to bring up a colorism divide. No, it's some black people that have been very complicit. Mm-hmm in keeping the power structure and power dynamic the way it is, why everybody want to play around, play. The only people recognize racism is the black folks. The only people that can see colorism is the black folks. I didn't have people, because I was going to school in Virginia, in the South. Right. Black kids telling me about, or, or, or older black people, I'm sorry, telling me about when they were kids, how um, their aunt might have made the black kids bring the groceries in or bring the luggage in and the light-skinned kids didn't have to, or the black kids said what? it. The black kids ate their dinner on the floor and the light-skinned kids sat at the table. And if I had a... I'm telling you, I've heard that so many times. Wow. So, I, I, so I'm, I'm very cognizant of that in terms of now why black people see education the way it is. If, if you could, Hell, y'all wouldn't give them no opportunity to do nothing. Yeah. In the 60s, when they, when they integrated the schools, the school had to be integrated both ways. The white kids had to allow black kids to go there. The black kids had to allow white kids going there. Now, how many white people do you think sent their kids to a black school in those days? A black school that, yes, did not have none of the stuff that the white school had, even if they wasn't racist. Let's just say they wasn't racist. No amenities. <laughs> just like ain't nobody sending their kids to no black school What's now if they ain't got no option. Right. So what happened? Then you know that our government had the nerve to say, you're not in compliance, and they shut them down. I was at Hampton University. They brought in about 10 of them, black people to say, and I'm talking 1968. I did not go to school. My mama could only afford to send one of us. It was four kids. She could only oh, afford wow. to send one to school because the white school was way over there. So my brother went and got the education, and we stayed and worked on the farm, and I ain't been to school since the sixth grade. Wow. So do I expect that woman to instill education into her kids and into her grandchildren? This is why I don't want people like Candace Owens out here telling the 17 and 18 and 19 year old black kids that they have a plantation mentality. Gotcha. Now it's different if you're no. talking to somebody who's been here since the 50s and 60s and they playing dumb and they acting like they don't know who full of it, then that's different. Right. But that's a that's a complete. You when you step on a college campus to speak to college students, you better be there to get on their level. Very true. I would have been interested in talk. I don't even know why you're talking to these people over here. These conservatives that already you already know that they already agree with you. What are you What are you talking? What are you talking to them for? Mm -hmm. Go over there and engage with them kids that you're scared of. They're not gonna do that. I know she ain't. That's why I'm gonna bully her ass until we don't see her no more. <laughs> Listen. That brings me to politics. I'm <laughs> picking on her ass. It's going down. I'm scared for her. That, I am too. But tell me about the importance of just, even regardless if you identify with one party or another or the third or the liberal or whomever it is, just the importance of being involved, period, first. And then just actually knowing where you stand, what you stand on. All right. First of all, the 
you t- you said something early talking about black people saying black people don't have generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not exactly true. Okay. The people who got to those Fisk universities and the WEB Du Bois and their kids and then them people's with Fred Douglas's kids and grandkids and you know maybe Umar Johnson and them the descendants of Fred Douglas that went to school. Those people join fraternities and sororities. They go together and do Jack and Jill and these different elite black organizations. They keep their kids together. They marry they, they marry them kids together. They mm. they are intentionally doing some power thing they got going on. I mean, even if you watched, uh, what was that show Gabrielle Union had on BET? Um, oh, God. Come on. And she was a news anchor. And Mary Jane. Mary Jane, Mary okay. Jane bougie-ass parents. And then Mary Jane had a boyfriend that she had been dealing with. Since he was young, he got, they can't, anyway, they came, there's some different uh, instances where you get to see her, her parents with mm-hmm. their peers when they're not at home relaxed. When they put, her mother was like over the Jack and Jill and the situation and they had to do all these politics and stuff like that to get the grandkids in there. And, and the people was looking down on her grandkids because of something that the son had done. You know, it's very easy. Just basically the bougie black people. Mm-hmm. Okay, are not out here helping all black people. Okay. When so kind of like Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. so I need to relate it to something exactly. to make me understand. Because what hits on so many different things. So what part? Yeah, the bougie part, the the, the exclusive part. Yes, that's what they're doing. Okay. And um, they have resources and educate that, that, that kind of stuff like that. Okay, mm-hmm. I know somebody who is a, a black dentist who any black kid that want to go to dentist school, he can get you in there right now, free. Down so you go to my hair. What? Okay. Okay. So it's black people that can do stuff. Right. But they are not reaching out to the black community, the hood. They're not going to the hood. They're keeping it all keeping it to, to themselves. themselves. Okay. When you go down, they don't come out and speak. For mm-hmm. all this stuff going on, social justice, this, this, that, and the third, you, we should have eight million Martin Luther Kings, all the black men that came out of out of Morehouse University. Wow. How in the hell is Ray Ray and them the leader of the new whatever black people doing right now? Black Lives Matter, my ass. How is it that Ray Ray and them are gonna be the leaders of whatever wherever black people are right now after we did before i could see in the 60s right when we were not when we were just now starting to get this education okay so decades later <laughs> and we got thousands of black people with advanced degrees where you at you're bougie yeah you're bougie and you selfish and mm. it's not fair if you've seen the real housewives of potomac i know you're too sophisticated for these ratchets okay but these women live in Potomac, Maryland, and all they black women, high yellow complexion, mm. AKAs, and they sit on there and play that friend of me mess and disrespect each other back and forth and get plastic surgery and have tea time and throw $30,000 birthday parties for their one-year-old. This is what they're doing. Black women on TV. So, so let's not get the idea that no, none, no, nobody got no money. Oh, no, 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 but they hide. Mm. So now what, is, what happens? That, so now we've integrated already to where the black people, when as soon as they got that education, as soon as they got those jobs they wanted, they moved out the black community. So you don't have that educated or hard working. don't have to even be educated. Maybe that blue collar brother 
right. who come home with his wife every day. Mm-hmm. He don't live in that neighborhood with y'all because y'all don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. And he don't want his house and his car broken up too. And he don't want his daughter dating y'all. So they move out. So there's no positive influences being brought on them. And then we have people like the Democratic... Um, uh, gosh, she's a Democrat down there in Compton, the mayor of Compton. What's her name? Asia or something like that. She's my age, you know. And um, that girl is, 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 she's from California, but she's from like Altadena. She went to, to school in Pasadena. She don't know shit about Compton. She ain't got no street cred in no damn Compton. <laughs> she just went to Compton because she could win in Compton because Compton yeah. don't vote. So now... Oh, wow. Every time I hear something about what she's, she's got all these great, wonderful ideas. Well, what she do? And I, and I would love to be corrected because I know I'm sure some liberal people, go, I would love to be collect, corrected. But this is what I heard. She had Kendrick Lamar come down there. She had Rihanna come down there. She had, they, they did the premiere for that, that uh, Wrinkle in Time in Compton. That's not going to cut it because no. the violence in Compton is the way it is because of illegal immigration, boo-boo. And you can't be friends with them and be telling me that you care about these black kids that cannot go to school outside of Compton and they're going to Centennial High School and Compton High School and all that kind, and they are the last priority. Wow. The illegal children are the first priority. And that's not the illegal children's fault. Right. If their parents are taking advantage of all these resources that we have that we don't have no respect for because it has no value to us. Mm-hmm. It's not white people's responsibility to come to Centennial High School and get it together. It's your responsibility. You live there. Them your kids. You take care of them. And when it don't work out the way you want it to, if you haven't been participating, then why can you look surprised? Exactly. So now, Stacey Dash, who a lot of people think is bougie or out of touch because she was on Fox and she's pretty and she got light eyes and all that. Well, I read Stacey's book. Stacey Dash wrote a book called uh, There Goes My Social Life, talking about her childhood and what happened when she came out as a conservative and started going on Fox and, and talking about how, uh, how hypocritical Hollywood is. Mm-hmm. Well, she wanted to run for that same district that Asia is in. So mm-hmm. then the Black Liberal Caucus calls and says she wanted to run for that district to go to Congress, not to be a mayor, right? Okay, okay. The Black Liberals call in Asia and tell her, well, you need to run to make sure Stacey don't win. See, this is the, now, now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part where we get into the stupidity. Oh, <laughs> school us, Kara. That's stupidity. How can you come out here and keep convincing, trying to convince everybody that you're so worried about Black people, but you don't want to see two Black women yield the power over this area because this girl over here is a Republican instead of having a common sense that if you got a Republican Black girl and a Democratic Black girl and they all love y'all and this one working on this and this one got Hollywood and this one, I don't know what, oh baby, trying to, she trying to help the, whatever she, whatever they trying to do. Right believe that the two of them together could probably you know what i'm saying but wait a minute what happened to sisterhood though at the end of the day we two black women supposed to be better in our 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 community our race can we not well well you know asia's asia's too insecure for that and i'm not gonna go i ain't going in there she's she's too she's too insecure for that okay and she allowed these people to bait her and so now imagine if you in Compton and you one of them people who voted who went out of your way to vote to get this black girl into this position she's the youngest mayor of Compton and all that sounds great right and then you wake up one day and she said hey guys I'm about to start campaigning for this so that means forget 
what we're doing over here. Right. Now your intention is all of a sudden you want to go to White House because of Stacey Dash. But this is where it gets good, y'all. And this is the reason why I don't, y'all can't tell me nothing. Yes, I'm a Republican, first of all. As but this is where right? Stacey Dash come out later and say, two weeks ago, she said, you know what? My family been getting death threats. I have kids. I, going into this, like, like I, I didn't consider, she said, I didn't consider the sacrifices my family would have to make. Mm. Said, you know what, Asia girl, you can have that. You go oh. ahead, you take it. I'm a bow out. Right? So TMZ reported this story, and I expect it, you know, because we don't have good journalists anymore. A good journalist would have followed up with since they they the media put them together. Right. So I'm waiting on the good journalist to tell me what Asia think about this. Mm-hmm. Didn't say her name, didn't bring it up, didn't say nothing. One day go by, two day go by, three day go by. I'm looking. The news cycle over. News cycle. They stopped talking about Stacey Dash. I see a post on the shade room, the ratchet blog on Instagram. No, you didn't. <laughs> According to the shade room, not somewhere on the big screen where the whole world can get a reliable source. Well, it's no, it's reliable because they quoted her ass. I'm just saying, I'm. But it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, you know what I'm saying? Respectable, who's worthy? That's what I'm saying. Do you know that the 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 update was? Asia has announced that she is pregnant and she will no longer be able to run. I said, ain't that a bitch? You ain't even got the balls to come out here and say, well, never mind then. I was only doing it because she was running. You gonna come out here and give me this I'm not running because I'm pregnant. Girl, that is so girl. I better see a baby. I better see. You know, she gonna lose it. Ooh, girl. Ooh, no. No. No, she that would be the last straw. If I don't see no baby, you're going to be on the Candace Owens list. You got one. <laughs> you better produce a baby. Oh, she can buy I one. triple dog dare her to not be pregnant. She can buy one. She, oh. you, girl, you better call Beyonce and get you one of the prosthetic bellies. You better girl, do something. Because I, I, I wish you would not show up with no baby. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> kind of stupidity is that? Oh my God! The Jewish community—they are primarily Democrats. They still have a Jewish coalition, Republican coalition, and when the Jewish Republican coalition come out complaining about something trivial, they, you know they always Jews always find something mad about, right? Mm-hmm. The liberal Democratic Jews don't come out against them and fight each other. They be like, "Oh well, why wouldn't you want to diversify?" Especially when Black people are responsible for there even being a Republican Party in the first damn place. Place. Exactly. And then when you act like Democrats ain't never did nothing for Republicans ain't never did nothing for nobody. I mean, damn, the Civil War is kind of a big deal. Like as much as y'all want to be mad at white people, it was some white boys sitting at home, 17, 18 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've come a long way because I got called the N-word a lot when I was going to middle school and high school. And I went to a black college on purpose. Because white people, I needed a break. I was study off for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Dang. <laughs> But then once I got around them black people, you know how we take care of business. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not, you know what? We're all people. Maybe it's not race. Cause let me tell you, I got to deal with my people on holidays and small doses. Okay. Mm-hmm. So look, um, what was I saying? Talking about, talking about, um, I lost my whole damn train of thought. I'm just trying to follow. Um, Stacy Dash, the, she better produce a baby. 
Oh um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about diversifying and everything. Yeah, um, it would make, it would make sense if black people worked all these different angles. Mm-hmm. The, there's you got the Green Party, the Libertarian Party. You know, once upon a time we used to have eight major political parties. Now there's only two for a reason. You know, um, that's one thing. And then the other thing is once we because where there's this big education gap or there's such a lack of, of, of concentration on education, mm-hmm. a lot of people have missed the historical aspects um, where they a lot of people don't understand what communism is. They don't understand what right. socialism is. As soon as Bernie Sanders said, I'm the socialist Democrat, he needed to be thrown in the trash. Ain't nobody dealing with no socialists. Have you seen what the socialist countries look like? Google it. I, I think they just take it at, at face value. Or you, there's no rappers with gold teeth. Walking. No. <laughs> there's no way an illiterate rapper can become a multimillionaire in a socialist country. Oh, you, just, you, just, you just ponder on that. What I, was, what the, I remember I was gonna, the point I was going to make is that, you know, at the end of the day, even though we have been through a lot of hardships, that doesn't mean that we have to be callous and cold. We can't make ourselves cold to humans. That is not our nature as black people. No. to be an enemy and at war with nature and it's not healthy for us to do so so black folks think about it like this like 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 it's for, regardless to whether the a white the white soldiers fought for the confederate or the union mm-hmm. imagine 17 years old 18 years old you're getting ready to go to college mm-hmm. life is good you white and you in america it's on and popping yeah. It's the golden age. It's a great freaking time to be white. You don't want to go to no damn Korea. You don't want to take your ass to none of these wars. and none. You don't want to do that, right? These people got drafted to go to war and they, on their own soil, in their own country. Right. Regardless of what side they fought on, I guarantee you the politicians were not in the battle. Wasn't no old ass, grown ass men. It was children. They sent the kids out there. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. This is what they do. Some of those guys had just got some, the young high school girlfriend just got her pregnant. And the only remnant that that child has of his father that didn't make it back is when they brought that Confederate flag mm-hmm. folded up or that jacket or whatever the case it is. Yeah. So, they can have that. I don't see what that got to do. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm from LA anyway. We ain't got Confederates or none of that type of, you know. So if that's irritating you, then my thing is, well, I don't even know why you still lay down there anyway. Then go find you something. Go do something else. That's it. If it's bothering you so bad. But we got to come on both sides. And white people got to do the same thing and have compassion issues. Mm-hmm. So you have to have patience with them. You can't be condescending, especially if you call yourself intellectual. Or you're supposed to be more educated than them. Then you should know what they're mad about. Absolutely. So instead of just ignoring them, let's just let's go on ahead and address it. The first thing is, I think Donald Trump. They will say, I think Donald Trump is a racist. Why do you feel he's a racist? Well, I feel that he is a racist because he wants to send Mexicans back to Mexico. Well, he specifically stated that the illegal Mexicans needed to go back, especially if they were criminals. However, comma, <laughs> Mexican ain't a race. So in order for him to be racist, he has yes. to be racist against an actual race of people. Mexican is not a race. And these particular Mexicans that you're talking about 
check mm-hmm. the white Hispanic box according mm-hmm. to the government and the census. So tell them to tell the truth about their black granny in the closet. Another documentary on YouTube. Another documentary in on YouTube. The Black Grandma in the Closet, four-part series about four million slaves in Mexico and how they all was in South America first and da, 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 okay? Mm-hmm. So since y'all want to admit you, you know, so, somewhere up under all that brown pride is a whole bunch of black hate. Absolutely. So what am I coming to your defense for? So when you get it, to, when you when you figure out who you are and you get who it is, then you come back to the motherhood and then you ask us for forgiveness and then maybe we might include you. In the meantime, don't be trying to hop in line in front of us for anything. The answer is no. And right. y'all ain't coming in here into the white neighborhood, all these friendly white people that's voting these friendly liberal white people. You don't live in their neighborhood. You're not overcrowding their schools. You're not building chop shops and, and selling... Uh, uh, corn with mayonnaise on it and ice cream trucks, fruit trucks. I grew up in South Central. We had a fruit truck, a plant truck, a donut truck. Donut truck came at 10 o'clock at night. Three, four, five ice cream trucks. Black people didn't run down one of them. It was a candy truck. It was ridiculous. Can't we even get had, no sleep here in that. We had the man pushing the cart with the ice ice cream. And we had the we had the corn with the mayonnaise and the the, the something else they sprinkled on it. Some little red stuff. So now, I, I know that I challenge you, if you want, I challenge anybody to get them one of them little carts and some mayonnaise and some damn corn on the cob and take your ass to the white people neighborhood with a horn mm-hmm. and see what happens. So I'm not interested in what their opinion is. Now, the people in the Midwest, they don't even have that problem, but they seem to already know what time it is, okay? But for whoever is clueless, Maybe they don't know if they ain't got to go home. How about we move them all to North Dakota then? Dang. Go to North Dakota. It's a whole bunch of states that we ain't really fighting over. You, we got Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming got space. They'll take you. Illinois will take you. Nebraska will probably take you. Illinois? I don't think so. I don't think so. You think Illinois will take them? No, 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 Illinois got yeah. uh, St. Louis. They ain't having it. That's no, right. Okay. No, no, yeah. Illinois ain't gonna take them. Let's stick Illinois with the Dakota. I don't know. You probably better off. You stay in Oregon and Utah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. it's not fair for you to walk over here and then camp out in Los Angeles. You're gonna stay in prime real estate, the best, most expensive, best weather all year round. And you get to come over here and get free benefits and everything and camp out in Los Angeles and send your kids to LA, LA Unified School District. You get to do all of that? And the black kids don't get nothing? nothing. And then I'm supposed to feel sorry for you? And then when Trump said, well, he said they're bringing over their uh, racist, I mean, not, not racist, he said that they were bringing over rapists and drug dealers and all that kind of stuff. Where is the lie? Where the lie at? There's a documentary on Netflix. It's called Dope. I turned the documentary on. It's about the Mexican drug trafficking uh, uh, to the United States. In the first five minutes, they was talking about, they said 85% of the people in Mexico are participating in the drug trafficking um, from Mexico. 85%? They said Men, women, and children. They said, not only do you have the people to smuggle the dope that you're thinking about and the people that's growing it, but you also have like an underground railroad that, that, that for the people who's walking 
to into the country and then they have somebody pick them up on the other side and take them to a safe house. The people, they got the lookout people, they said, and then they got the water boy who go and take the food and the water to the people they walk through the desert for days, taking water to the people that's on the lookout for immigration. It's, it's a sophisticated, this is not people just walked across the border. This right. is a sophisticated operation that's going on. There's a lot of violence that's involved anytime you're dealing with drug dealing and drug selling. So, okay, so so the lie detector determined that that was true. <laughs> that, yeah, they are bringing drug dealers over here. You want to talk about they bringing rapists over here? It is true. I grew up in Los Angeles mm-hmm. in middle school. All my Mexican homegirls had some old-ass 22, 25, 27-year-old man on their folder with a mustache talking about that's my boyfriend. And when you talk to them long enough, you come to find out that their uncle then already broke them in and followed them or something like that anyway. When I would walk down the street, I had to pick which door am I going to go to that's going to have the least amount of these men out here asking me how much because they already paying teenage girls for sexual favors. So don't sit here and tell Now, on top of that, my stepmother is a a deputy public defender. Mm-hmm. So I got when it comes to them rape DNA cases, raping. I'm talking about kids. I'm not talking about statutory rape. That's right. what I'm talking. I'm talking about these kids. Oh no, uh, that's them. You know when you hear crime on TV, you know who it is. If mm-hmm. they say, you know what, a woman got hit upside the head with a by a person in Macy's parking lot Christmas time, and he raped her by her car, he might have been black. But if they say it was a five year old child or something, I, we know it's you. So don't come out here and act like that man lied on you because he didn't lie. He did not lie. He did not lie. It's just the truth. So I don't know why black people, so that, that can't be enough of a reason for you not to like Trump. You're going to have to do better than that. You're going to have to do better than that. You know? I can agree. Um, and, and so, now, aside from Trump and his, all his, you know, his, per- his personality, he got a colorful personality. Very much aside so. I don't believe black people when we say we're offended. Like, what are you talking about? You just came from the Two Chains concert. How are you offended? Now it, you, now, now, than, it should take more than that. It should take more than anything Trump has done. He ain't said nothing you have not seen. Okay, so that, that can't possibly be it. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem again? And then the other, only other thing that I've heard is the Charlotte situation because he said there's good people on both sides. Well, that's because the Confederate people I was talking about before got a permit with the city to go and protest the removal of a statue. And then these Antifa organizations paid mm-hmm. protesters to come in and agitate. Yeah. So. I stuff think, happens. Right. You and know? I think people, they don't want to, they willfully disregard facts to make their case. Right. So it's like, you're not willing to listen or even entertain the fact that, you know, you may be wrong. And as they're seeking to be understood before trying to understand. Well, what they, what they, what they're missing and what they don't understand is that is irrelevant. First of all, in terms of politics, that's not where you're supposed to start from. You're supposed to start from, what do I need? What right. would make my life and my family feel better and feel safer? Donald Trump wants to decrease the amount of vaccinations that are given. He said they're getting too many, too early, yeah. and something needs to be done about that. 
Well, I agree with that. What exactly. else? Well, these illegals is running around here, and now I think that they should go home because they just leeching off the... Well, you know what? I agree with that, too. Well, what else? Well, you know what? I think that... Um, in order to stimulate some more money around here, we got to have to get some incentives to some, and some tax breaks and stuff to small business owners. And we're going to have to now, uh, now that, that tax bill, I don't really know how all of that, that shook out. Some people weren't satisfied with what their ultimate results were, Mm. but, um, some people were, you know what I'm saying? I've been getting 50, 50 reports on that, but regardless hit, but his intention anyway, you know, I agree with what he was talking about. So it's like, what's the problem? You know, the Obamacare, people want Obama's legacy and all of the blah, blah, blah. If Obama cared about his legacy, he wouldn't have sat there and got serenaded by the, 3, 000, the what is it, 300 gay men's choir. He wouldn't have let them put him on the cover of Newsweek as the first gay president when he has a wife and children. Mm-hmm. My husband would never. If he cared about his legacy, when that Republican woman in Orange County put a monkey face on his wife and his kids, he'd have cussed her ass out. See, my president don't play that. You talked right. about his wife. Didn't he get on there and Cruz talk about, I think, Ted Cruz and one of them talked about Melania and, and her, her sexy pictures or something. He got on there and talked about that man's wife. So basically, he told him his wife was ugly. <laughs> and, that, and guess what? That's what my husband would do. That's a man. Yes. Forget this presidency. You about to get your ass whooped. Well, that's the kind of man you need to run the country. Right. A man that's going that can run his house and protect his woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my no, I can't see my husband just sitting back and, and taking no. Did you no. see that? No. <laughs> no, y'all want a man like Terry Crews stand there and let let the little a little man half his size grab his penis. Fill you up. No, no, that's not happening. Let, let a man fill him up and then gonna go on the news and cry talking about me too. <laughs> You six nine and three hundred pounds. What you mean, me too? If I was six nine, you know I would be able to walk around, and you know all the wonderful things I would be able to do at night. Right. You could park. Could you imagine being a man? You could park anywhere. You ain't got to be looking around to see if it's security and everything. Could you imagine? I can't. You talk about me too, boy. Bye. (laughs) But wow. So I could go on and on and on where I feel that Trump's core values and beliefs line up with what's been going on in black households and the things that we've been saying and the way we carry ourselves and get out anyway. And so many black people have quoted him in music, supported him. He gave Puff Daddy and and Jay-Z the blueprint on how to brand their names and how to license their names out to other companies in order to grow their wealth. So I cannot for the life of me figure out why the very same people would turn around and support Hillary phony ass Clinton. I I have no idea. I think they just scary. Well that's it. Because they, they're scared to go against the grain. Like, I mean it, it all boils down to these so called friends or being liked. But what mm-hmm. good is being liked if your community or um just the world as a whole is is going to hell in a handbasket. Somebody has to stand up, and I don't. I, I just don't know. I don't get it. Like I said, and what when we were speaking before, I don't know enough, and and that's on me. I do need to be more involved. I do need to learn more. I know that I am not a Democrat. I know that much. I conservative, yes. Republican, yes. So I just need to research what all goes with that, and like I said. Uh, for me, it's a vibe. If I feel as though you're supporting anything that 
will cause me or my family or my community, my immediate community, or like the black people as a whole, any harm, I don't vibe with you. Because right. it's going to hurt me. It's going to hurt my children. I'm, I'm not at the point where I'm going to have any more children. But I, I will hope that I would have grandchildren coming soon. And I need to secure yeah. the bag for them. Right. So it's like, I'm, that's what I'm looking out for. Because nobody else is doing it. So definitely, I feel that women, my platform as a whole is dedicated towards women being courageous. It's courageous coaching, being courageous enough to, to go mm-hmm. against the grain if necessary. Amen. Because. And, and to not, just to add on to that, you know, and to not dim your light to make other people comfortable. And this is one of my challenges and I'm sure so many other women deal with the same thing because, you know, you'll, you know, you can exert a lot of, you'll be exerting a lot of energy mm-hmm. and the people around you will not be impressed. Yeah. They'll act like they don't see you. And then you'll see them get so excited and be so impressed over the silliest, most trivial things. Mm-hmm. And it will make you feel like, what am I doing? I ask myself that all the time. What am I, what am I doing? What am I doing this for? Why do I even bother? Mm-hmm. Why do I bother? You know, but I, don't, I really don't have a choice, you know. And so I'm, I'm, I'm fighting against, against that. Melissa Harris Perry, who is a biracial woman, mm-hmm. intelligent as hell, did a story, uh, 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 I don't know, was it a book or a lecture called The, the Tilted Room? Uh-huh. And she is, is based on a study that showed that um, they put people in a room with a, in a, in a tilted chair mm-hmm. and observed how they would move and shift their body to make the room appear that it was straight. straight. Mm-hmm. And she used that as a reference for all of the things that black women do to overcompensate, to keep from being put in the box with these ratchet ass, fat ass bitches. Like yep. they keep trying to do it. Yep. So, it's not, it always feels like it's never enough. Let me make, let me, well, let me dress this way. Well, let me have this hair. Let me get this education. Let me get this kind of man. Let me speak this way. Let me carry myself this Absolutely. way. Not because this is me, not because it's natural to me, but because I don't want to come off as offensive or ratchet or loud or ghetto. And you're not being yourself. And that right. in itself is stressful. You're putting stress, you're putting pressure on yourself, and nobody else is working that damn hard just to exist. Just imagine, girl, because if they was, we wouldn't be having the problems that we have with relationships. We wouldn't be having the problems we having at work if everybody was constantly checking themselves the way the black woman is constantly checking herself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not right. And then as soon, and they want us to be the mammy or the whore. And when I say they, I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. Black, white, Indian, everybody benefits when we, we do yeah. that dance. Mm-hmm. They want you taking care of their kids mm-hmm. or they want you being their lover and giving them all the interesting sexual pleasures or teaching these other women how to do it. How to, exactly. Anything else, any other creative idea? I don't care if you're, for example, Shonda Rhimes. I don't know what her politics are. I don't care. That woman is doing a master class 
Um, it's all, I think it's on that masterclass.com or something like that, mm-hmm. where you can pay this website. And Shonda Ron said, it is my goal to teach you how to be a screenwriter. A lot of people want to be writers. And if you follow these steps, I'm going to teach you how to get in television. This is the only job you don't have to audition for. So it should be, no, it shouldn't be no little girl running around here talking about she want to go on the TV and she don't know how. Very true. But if you don't see somebody like Shonda Rhimes being promoted, as, if, what if you saw Shonda Rhimes as many times as you saw Nicki Minaj and Cardi P? Mm. It will be a different story. It will be a different story. Yeah, That's why I use those people to bring people, to bring those kids in. I'm not here yeah. to pander to old white conservatives already. They already straight. They don't need me. To, they, got, they got their situation going on. Right. Okay, so it's like... um. That's what they want us to do is to be the mammy or to be the whore. And as soon as you give up and say, you know what? I'm tired. I'm just going to go ahead and strip. I'm tired. I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. As soon as you do it, they go, they grab you up before you change your mind. Yeah. And get you so wrapped up and committed. You can't turn back. No. So now look at Kay Michelle with these booty implants that she got stuck in there. See, when she first got them, they gave her all the attention. They gave her the record deal. They put her on TV. They gave her everything she wanted. Mm-hmm. Now she want to be herself mm-hmm. and enjoy what she's earned, and she's stuck like that. Mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj, Poe Baby, she's stuck like that. But isn't you can't get that. Go ahead. Okay, Michelle, isn't she the one that she wants to sing a different genre of music and they won't let her? She wants to sing country music. That girl's from Tennessee. She went to college on like a yodeling scholarship. That girl is very, look at you, look at you. Okay, Sophia, you know. (laughs) Because you know who K. Michelle is. See? I know, K. Michelle is very is a very talented, eclectic vocalist, but her record label wants her to sing. They said you're the next Mary J. Blige, and we want you to sing about heartbreak. We want you to sing about getting your heart broken. But why why all the black women got to have their heart broken? We can't have no because they don't want you to have no man so they can have them. That's why. No. I had to cut that off when I finally decided that I wanted a husband. Don't listen to that because you'll be listening to Mary, although it's good. Right. Yeah, that's good music. But you be to listen to them and got mad at a man you don't even have. Listen. So it's one thing. So I talk about mind control. Mm-hmm. When you're singing something, singing words over and over and over and over and over and over and over. You only gonna be so many bad bitches before you really do become a bad bitch, a bad bitch for real, in a bad way. Wow. Or whatever, or lonely, or heartbroken, or sad. Look at Tony Braxton. Saying unbreak my heart, unbreak my heart, unbreak my heart, till she had a heart condition. You can speak certain things into your life, so we have to be careful about what we are entertaining and absorbing and and putting, you know, into our eyes and ears. Meaning, at least if you're gonna do it, do it consciously, understanding that and knowing what you're looking at. And these people, we have an agenda. Don't just completely zone all the way out, you know. And I've never been the type that, I mean, I've always been a rebellious child. Mm-hmm. I've never been the type to just totally take on, and I don't see how these kids do it, this generation does it, to take on what somebody is putting on me. How, just mm-hmm. put it on and, and don't ask no questions. Oh, this is what you want me to do. This is what you want me to believe. And okay, I'm embracing it. I ask questions. 
I, I get in, I used to get in trouble for asking so many questions and it just seems like nobody questions anything. And if they do, they question the wrong damn thing. But it's like, I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand how things are so easily um, put on our women and they just take it and they just run with it and embrace it. And that's that. Well, we, we went through that. They don't have the father. Now, the, you know, we know the father's oh. not there, the education, the self-esteem. And then... You know, so when you, your, your first question, talking about how important that is to have, have a father around, it is important for you to hear or, ha, you know, have a, a, a man treat you like a lady and not want nothing from you in return right. and be a man to be a man. Mm -hmm. So you know what it is that men do. Right. You know, and, and so you're not so thirsty and so excited and so lustful behind that attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These girls are to the point where they out here sharing men with somebody that already got five baby mamas. Girl, that bank has been robbed already. You showed up to the scene, the money gone, all the cash registers is open. The Brinks truck is the Brinks struck. truck is wide doors wide yeah. open. The die packs all busted up. Why die packs? <laughs> Gotcha. I, I'll be forgetting, but sometimes because I know we know and I know we discussed it, but it's just like you should be like, but damn, real. Yeah, it's that can, bad. Can we be the only ones that see it? I mean, I know there are not us. The well, they see it. They just no, they see it, but they just they lazy, and so because because it's hard work undoing the trauma. There's work that got to be done. You know, it may be counseling, it may be a hobby, it may be what I think is the, the, the most healthy thing that, in my opinion, that somebody can do mm. to get themselves out of a rut and to retrain their thought process is to tap into their gifts. Tap into your God-given gifts. Yeah. If you like to sing, if you like to paint, if you like to write, if you're, whatever that creativity is, because you have to complete things Yes. successfully that you do well in order to build your self-esteem and you got to see yourself like damn i can draw but i don't really be drawing like that i ain't did it in a long time no pull that sketch pad at, out yeah so you can go damn i drew that put it on the refrigerator exactly. do those things so a lot of projects that i embark on it's like my youtube channel for example that's an extension of doing that for me because i got mm -hmm. to run my mouth i got to get it out yeah exactly i got you and just you know, that's this for me because I, I want to talk to interesting people because I had, I mean, just in the short time, I think I launched on like just the beginning of this month and I have like six or seven episodes that's already out and then a few more that's waiting, but it's like, I finally did it and mm -hmm. I felt accomplished. And for me, that's technology as well. Cause I like, mm -hmm. give me some stuff to tinker with and put together and do that stuff. Cause I'm, I'm a real technology girl. I'm, I'm a nerd at heart. So mm -hmm. give it to me and I'll do it. But it's like, they don't have the desire to set the goals. They don't have the desire to accomplish the goals. And even if they do, they won't allow themselves to enjoy it simply because they're not getting the accolades that they feel they should get. Right. They're not there's satisfied no with just the accomplishment. There, there's, there's no incentive. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you're going to have to change everything about your life. Like if I was a ratchet listening right now, I just, I'm just out here. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got a green 30 inch weave down to my ankles and 
you know, I'm too lazy to strip. I just talk to go outside every day and meet dudes and get them to give me money and buy me food and pay my little cell phone bill and sleep on my sister couch or whatever case it is, right? If you just decided right now, you know what, I feel inspired, Kiki. I'm getting ready to get it together. I'm going to stop playing. I do have these talents. I can do X, Y, and Z. The first thing you're going to have to do is stop talking to your homegirls. You're going to have to get you some new friends. And they don't want to do They're scared to and do it's that. probably going to require you being by yourself. That knucklehead boy that you keep giving chance at the chance at the chance who is barely available, girl. If he love you, he got to love you every day. Right. If he's around. I'll be mm -hmm. home every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. And you stop allowing people to play in your life and be inconsistent and you get serious and you'll be straight. And guess what? While you're working on yourself, everybody else will still be playing and you'll look up. They're still be playing. they still playing. The people that yeah. was playing when I was in high school and I was the one where I always knew I wanted to go to college and I was trying. I wanted my friends to go too. Mm. Go with me to the Black College Expo. I got homegirls that got in that didn't go. Just, I don't need that. I'm going to custom. I'm going to community college and didn't finish that. Or uh, they just ain't, I don't know. What the hell? Mm -hmm. One girl, I talked to her husband not too long ago, because I don't fool with the heifer no more. He keep trying to drink. He can't sell that fool on me again. Mm. She doing good, though. She's in, she, she going to school. I'm like, we over 30 now. You still is going back to do what you started to do, not three kids, eight million years later, because it's different. Mm -hmm. it, she just had kids. It'd be different if she had kids the whole time or whatever, because she did everything she could including marrying his ass so let's hope he ain't listening oh. she did everything she could to avoid having to do work now See. you got that fast stingy ass man and you didn't realize that it ain't all that is caught up to, to it ain't all that is cracked up to be right now you want to get your act together and i could just imagine because really i'm gonna honestly tell you the more education you get the easier it gets my doctorate is easier than my master's my master's is easier than my bachelor's i cannot imagine having Four or five different subjects that I'm trying to study for and having one kid, let alone three. So it's like you've got to make up your mind as soon as you can that you want to do something and then don't be lazy and don't feel like you were missing anything because that girl had all the boys liked her. She could have married anybody she wanted. She could have did anything she wanted. She literally sat on her lazy ass and didn't do nothing. So the club lights came off. And now I don't know what to tell her. See, and and that's and that was me, and I think my upbringing made me that way because of the way my parents raised me, the way my father raised me. It was I didn't have friends because oh, you live in a big house. We don't like. Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all rich. Well, I ain't rich. Mm -hmm. my, my, I ain't got no job. I'm a kid. If my right. father chooses to provide for me and provides for me very well, I appreciate it, and I'm gonna take advantage. Of what I'm gonna say? Oh no, please don't. Right. How do I want a new bike? <laughs> as long as you're gonna buy it, I'ma take it. So right. I it was me. I mean, it was to the point where I got in fights every day after school because of something that my parents purchased for me or just you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You remember Barbizon, the modeling school? I don't know if that oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, went, I was there in like in fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. Oh, she, you thank you all that you a mom. I am trying to cut up my face and everything in fifth grade. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So teachers had to actually, it was a small town. So my teachers brought me home from school. Mm -hmm. Like they took turns driving me home from school because I just couldn't ride the bus anymore. And so this was a predominantly black school? Um, it was me. I grew um, up in a small town. We had 
the, the rodeo comes to our town every single year. So there's a mix. I have friends that were white, that were Spanish, that were um, black. I had the white people with the um, Confederate flags in the back of their truck with the shotguns. I mean, good right. friends. We were all yeah. just cool. But the black people were the ones that were carrying on that were mad. Lana. So I'm like, like neighbors. I had a girl that I was supposedly very good friends with that slashed the tires on my vehicle because I had a vehicle. But you were supposed to be my, you could have got you a ride, bitch. Like, I don't understand. But I say that to say this. I'm okay with being alone. And these kids aren't okay with being alone these days. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. I, I had to condition myself. No, it wasn't better to have my things. I would have preferred human interaction. But because of it, now I'm okay. You're not, but not with those life. individuals. <laughs> right. So That wasn't like, work either. So I'm like, I'm okay with not having no friends. Who, who's my friend? My husband. And, and and let me tell you what remind what kept reminding me to call you. And I ain't gonna name no names, okay? Mm-hmm. But there are some people, black conservatives, who are trying to move whatever they got going on forward. And they have offered me to participate. Okay. But then somewhere in them, that child that you talking about, that that little hater, the little hater baby in them come out. Yeah. And they start being nice, nasty, throwing shade. I don't hang out and entertain women like that. Because right. I got that kind of thing. And it's not necessary. to. You don't have to do that, you know? And it's, it's just weak. But every time this person would do that, I kept going, hey, see, that's why I need to call Sophia. Because, see, she, know, she, she sent me an email. You know, she supports the show. She came at me professional. I need to make time. To see right. what she got going on. Because she deserves support with whatever it is that she's trying to do in any way that we can help her. Whereas these other people feel entitled based on what, honey? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why they feel entitled. That's why I've been sitting there looking for you. I'm still trying to find where, what the hell it is we're supposed to be so impressed with. Mm. But regardless, people don't have no humility. People right. got the nerve to find little stuff to be selfish and hating about. You know, that, that those kids, those, sometimes those little bullies, I don't even like the term bully. Whatever they are, because we, right. I don't know, we didn't have bullies. You just had to fend for yourself. Right. Whatever, that, whatever that is, you mm. got to grow out of that. I don't have time for grown-ass women who act like that. That's what I watch Love and Hip Hop for, to watch those animals act like that. That's animal behavior. Not in my real life, girl. Call me on the phone and be nice and be shady at the same damn time. I got time for that. Mm-mm. And I, I just don't. And even when you were talking about oh, your friends, like your, your real life friends, I think it was the, um, that girl, because it was a point, something happened on Facebook and I got mm-hmm. mad. I was like, why the hell am I? I was like in real life mad. It was the, <laughs> no, it, some girl told you something. God darn it. It was just recently in the Hampton group on Facebook, maybe three, four weeks ago. Oh, yeah. The one who would never defend the point. Um, shoot, what was oh, it? Oh, 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 that girl. What the hell? She got mad. We were talking about them kids from the Parkland shooting. And I, I think, was like, yes. They just want to get out of school. 
No, they don't because I know, I know somebody personally who's been affected by that and this, this, that, and that. Well, then, if exactly. your child has been traumatized by a school shooting, wouldn't you homeschool them? You know what? You know what, my girl? My girl, I, I, ain't, I ain't got time for that. But you don't have time for. I intentionally didn't send her no paragraph because it was a real life question. Mm -hmm. If your child has been involved in any way in a mass shooting at their school, why would you protect them, trust them people with your kids? Again. Why are you going to send them back? Let alone 17 people got killed. That's more than enough for me to move you to another school. I wouldn't give a damn how many of your friends went there. I work right there. Like the community where I work is literally like three miles from that school. Oh, wow. And I wouldn't, my son is not going back to public school next year. I don't care I heard if he's 15. I, heard I was that. Just like, we're homeschooling. I know we only have yep. one that's in school, <laughs> but we're homeschooling. And actually, our kids were homeschooled like uh, sixth and seventh grade up through ninth, and then they wanted to go back for the interaction. So we allowed it. And then now he's like, he's coming back home after a year. Mm. Mm -mm. Don't make no sense. And what did your son think about it? He is, he's okay with it because he wants to finish. Because mm -hmm. um, right now he, he has more than enough credits. So all he has to do is community service. They have to do 40 hours of community service to graduate here. And um, he's like, he don't care. He's, he's like, I just want to get finished because there's too many incidents going on. And now that it's like in Florida and it's repeatedly happening in Florida, he's like, no, mom. Um, yeah. Let's Amen to that. And get it over with and get started on your life. You know, right. and I, that's one thing we do, I think, is an injustice to American kids is that they don't get no damn work in them until they grown. Right. Get cracking. <laughs> yeah. My son, he is so ready. He's like, look, I don't, he, he wants to do the whole big graduation thing, but he, he doesn't. He's like, mommy, I'm only going to do it for you and for grandma to come and watch the graduation, whatever. I say, don't do it for me. Do it because it's what you want to do. Otherwise, I'll support you because he's ready to go off to college. He's ready to, you know, actually start life. So don't Amen. do it for me, baby. As long as I know you got that paper, you can take care of yourself. This, the, this is the best. This is the best time because you ain't even mad at the world yet. They ain't even started taking advantage of you and exploiting you exactly. yet. You can go in here and really be happy and have fun and, you know, you, people sending their kids to school thinking that they're safe. That's one of the reasons people send them to school. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be extension of home. Of home. And that's no longer happening. So now that y'all, we define that y'all incapable of doing that, then we're done. We're done yeah, with y'all. And once again, this is one of the areas where people, where the black conscious community agrees with the conservatives and really that the, the news media try to make it seem like the tea party was the racist redneck conservatives the tea party is made up of them housewives and white women i was talking about earlier that got all they could listen here them white women in that tea party they know everything everything that they much know everything. Mm -hmm. they'll get your they know how to they'll get your whole life together so it's some conversation we got more in common look they eat fried chicken too it's the americans first yeah before all these other people, black people came out here and cried and whined, but Oscars are so white. And so then you got a bunch of international people came in and took your place. They still ain't hired you. You, uh, Gabrielle Union ass ain't in none of them Oscar movies, is she? Mm-mm. Yes, I thought I saw a commercial with her having a new one out, too. Now, I bet you it ain't getting no Oscar. No, it, it's a, it's, it's a sophista ratchet. Mm, I bet it, I bet it is. Yeah, it's a sophisticated. <laughs> <So, laughs> I, like, oh, I 
when I saw the preview, I was like, who is that? Because she light-skinned it and stuff. And it Damn, was, even... I thought it was Taraji, <laughs> but it was her. But um, I heard you have a podcast coming out shortly. Well, I'm launching a website. Mm-hmm. The oh, website yeah, is yeah, I'm launching a website. I mean, I do my, my lives on my channel. I do want to, my intention is to start this podcast soon where I have women like yourself to come on and do basically what we did right now is, is, is chit chat. Also though, we need to be an example and teach women how to have conversations with each other. Maybe, maybe sure. y'all talking about, maybe we have to teach you. That is true. And maybe. Maybe you have to be taught or maybe it has to be called on the carpet, but it needs to be cool again for women to be able to have conversations with each other and build with each other and support each other. Not on some feminism type stuff. I don't know. They ain't fighting for it. They ain't talking about them feminists. They ain't talking about vaccines, child rearing, homeschool. Nothing that got to do with being female or kid. I'm not talking right. about that. No. no, no I'm no. a married woman. I can't be going on these different men's shows, giving them my email, calling them, talking to them on the phone. Mm-hmm. I can't even work with them like that because they don't all have the all have good intentions. Right. Or they do like the one that should, shall not be named do, and then my husband be ready by ready to whoop up in his ass. Listen, it's not. We wasn't joking. It's you know what I'm saying. Like don't let the internet. So <laughs> the thing is. We, you know, I'm, I, I, I think it's to our benefit mm-hmm. if we can get along and we can work together and we can feed off of each other and that type of stuff like that. It ain't just so much about being fam- about fame. The famous people, the most famous people with the most viewers and the most subscribers have the worst content and got the mm-hmm. least substance because they are for the masses. Right. And right now, being a black woman is powerful because the black woman is the the absolute power of the white man in this country. Hmm. We are there, really, we have a, a, a lot of the same power and we have a lot of, in some areas, we have more influence. Mm-hmm. So, not in, in terms of a, a competitive thing or something like that, but what I'm saying is that White women, black women need to step into our role as we were before. Exactly. Exactly. Where we decided what was tasteful and what was too far and what was appropriate and how the black community were to engage and how outsiders were to engage with us. Mm-hmm. We, we drew that line in the sand. We drew the line in the sand, and that's where we need to be. And we can't do that if we're so busy hating on each other. Right. All the infighting. And the infighting. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I take... Per- now, it's one thing if you're just a valley girl or something like that, and you don't know no better, okay? Mm-hmm. I have a problem with these actresses coming out here, trying to... You know, if you come from a middle-class family, if you come from a, a family with money... I should be able to tell when you open your mouth. Absolutely. It's no reason why Diana Ross's daughter running around here with gold teeth in her mouth rapping the trap music. Girl, what you doing, girl? What? Tracy Ellis Ross. Is that the same one your grandma called ugly? I probably. 
I think that was that your grandma found her in the store or something. Well, yeah, it was some department store she was working in, and uh, and and her and they was everybody was looking for Diana Ross' daughter. She was missing, and uh, my grandmother said that she found her, and they they you know called on loudspeaker, whatever. So anyway, Diana come in there, and my grandmother had her hand on her back, like here she go, mm. and then Diana said, "Get your hands off my child." And you know, I don't know if my grandma exaggerated or not, because she's from New Orleans. So I ain't know. But eight, so like she could have, or she could exaggerate it, or she might have really told the bitch. But she said, "Bitch, bitch, I'm trying to help you out. Don't nobody want this ugly ass baby anyway. <laughs> don't nobody want your ugly ass baby." She said, "We all know Barry Gordy ain't the daddy anyway." Oh, oh Lord. my God! What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, your grandma's stories, no matter which one it is, always <laughs> touch my soul. Both my grandma's is funny. They in different ways, but they're good. They, oh, we they crack me up. So that that one right there, she you know she, all her stories are real, real, real good. But mm. you might hear the same story later. It might have a new twist on it. So that's why I say I don't know what version it is. But somewhere in between that is somewhere, somewhere in that, you know. Mm. I know my granny said something to her ass because I know how she is. We know Barry Gordy ain't the daddy anyway. Oh my God. Well, she don't look like him. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's at face value. Uh huh. She don't too much look like him. Well, she does have one. Well, let me like get, get started on, on them people. They got a whole situation thing going on. But I'm just talking about coming out imitating. You know, we so so you and I are sitting here mm-hmm. from a a background, a diverse background, where we understand different aspects of blackness. Yeah. And then we have you with a large profile, with a large audience to come out here and commercialize and sell people this character. That's not okay. No, it's not. You diminish me and people like me when you do it. And then you get out here on television where I can't say nothing back to your ass through the TV. And you get on the TV and you act like you, oh yeah, black girls this and black girls rock and black girls this and black. Well, you make us look bad every damn damn time you in your... TV is one thing that's scripted. No, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about your personal life, you ratchet. Mm Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense. Excuse it because you have money or we're supposed to excuse it because, oh, this was this circumstance. But no, we can't excuse it because regardless of if it's well, your on-screen persona or if it's the the person that you actually are, that's a rat. The little girls are following you. The little girls are It's problematic. Two, you making us look like we all a joke to be played with. And this is why we always popping off on people because somebody always trying to make us dance. Somebody always trying to provoke us so they can see the performance. Mm -hmm. And we don't mind giving it to you. This is how you get your ass whooped. That part. So you forcing me now to give you what you want, which only further puts me where I'm in a direction that I don't want to go in. So now... Going back into that tilted room. Why I gotta put forth all this energy? Right. Other people not walking outside their house and somebody is trying to challenge them in that way. Nope. And you doing that to me just because I'm black. I was telling you guys one time I was at the, the, the casino. 
I'm sitting there on a Friday afternoon, the casino I go to every Friday to cash my check, mm-hmm. sitting there with my, then we were just dating my husband, and a white lady and her friend walk up to me, and she says, you're in my lucky seat. Oh. So I turn my body to my husband where I can't even see her in my peripheral because I'm like, if she thinks about it, maybe size me up a little bit. She'll change her mind. Right. Mm-mm. Not her. She was feeling brave. Oh, all right. Well, this is, um, she, you're not playing because you know they have like machines at the actual bar. They have machines. But it's machines all around this. It's like 30, it's like 30 chairs with mm-hmm. a slot machine. You can play. In front of all the little bar stools or whatever. Like, right, right, right. You can play Pocino or whatever if you want to. I'm actually, I am, I do have a drink. I'm not playing, but it's 25 open seats because it's Friday. It's the middle of the afternoon. But this is her lucky seat, and I'm not playing. So I need, I said, you might, you might, you might want to get away from me. You Mm -hmm. might want to get, I do not care about nothing you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I have no, I I was so mad. And you know, my brain is playing the tape of me whooping her ass when I know I can't act like that. Exactly. But that's my instinct. Mm -hmm. Y'all playing with us. And then she goes to talk to the bartender who has been cool and nice with me every day when I, every time I come up in here, he's so friendly, but he just like, I've been sitting here. I didn't tip you and every, just like this. Well, you aren't playing and you do have to have money in the machine and you have this and you have that. I'm not, I, I am not trying to hear it. And he calls security. So when he calls security, the white man sitting here to the right says, you know what? I'm a retired cop. He says, I see this type of shit all the time and I hate it. And I swear, if they make you guys leave, I'm never coming back here again. Wow. The security guard comes up and he's like, what, what's, what's going on? What's going on is I would not be giving up my seat for any white women on today. Okay. That's what's going on. And here, and look, and here's a dollar in the machine. Yeah, everybody happy? And he turned around and walked away. Good. It's no reason why I should be having to go through that. Huh? Did her face crack? That's all I need. Yeah, she did. She sat there with the mad face on there the whole time. She sat the whole time until I got done. And I drank the rest of that shit real slow. But the funny part was, the funny part, he was my boyfriend still, and I had been nice. You know, you dating somebody, you trying to, I'm trying to reel him. I'm trying to trap his ass. I'm trying to be nice. She in here trying to make me show my truth. That's why I turned around. I said, this girl, this man don't know I'm crazy. I'm trying to trap him. I still got my, um, the persona is up. I still got my representative up. Right. And she trying to blow my cover. So then, when, it, when I remember when the bartender walked over and the bartender was like, well, you're not planning. You can whatever. He was like, you know, whatever. We'll just, my, my father said, whatever. We'll just go. He, 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 his, his right booty cheek lifted. This much up, girl. You are, I looked at him. He got all his, he felt his mama, grandma, his ancestors. All just pushing back down in the seat. He down. He was like, <laughs> you know, ooh, all I had to do was look. He said, let me sit back there. Oh, man. It's funny now. It wasn't funny then. I was mad as hell. See? Oh, my gosh. 
And speaking of representative, I didn't even have the chance because my husband's not from the city where we met. And mm-hmm. as soon as he got there, everybody, oh, you dating Sophie? She crazy as hell. I said, well, damn, I can't even show the man I'm crazy. Y'all got to go tell? Right. Haters? Right. But that that was off topic. But it was just like, can I just have my crazy to myself? Mm-hmm. But anyway. Look at I me. mean, you need to be able to defend yourself. We're not in a natural environment. Exactly. This is a, this is unnatural to us. Mm-hmm. And it's unnatural to us to sit around here and try to carry ourselves in a different way. And the part that I keep trying to get across to white Republicans is if we have to, if acting like you is a criteria to participate in this party, I'm going to tell y'all right now, you ain't never going to get where y'all need to be. And you have no right to even act like that. You have no freaking right to act like that. Like, you know, well, we're all just humans and there's no difference between that's bullshit too. It is a difference. And I'm okay with being different. And I'm okay with you liking to be white. I don't see why you wouldn't enjoy being white. What you got to be mad at? I was watching an old black and white movie one day and that white girl said, um, she said, I'm having a great day. I'm young. I'm white. I said, at least she honest. So y'all not going to play with me because this is the generation that raised you. So you know how fun it is to be white. So don't you start. Exactly. You like being white and you know what? I don't spend no time worrying about whether or not you like being white or whether or not you don't like black people. I don't too much care about that either, but I ain't about to be giving up my damn seat. That girl almost lost a limb. I'm sure. But just don't provoke me. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Don't provoke me. Don't because provoke me. you wouldn't like it if, if things got ugly. I, 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 I don't want to do it to you. I, I guarantee you, she'd have been in recovery a whole lot longer than I was going to be in jail because I ain't got no priors. Mm. I don't have no record now. I got one good ass whooping in, you, in me. See, I could get away with. As long as I don't use no weapons, it was going to let me back out, girl. Don't be playing with fire out here teasing people. Everybody, exactly. we acting like we got some sense now. Some of us got a little bit, mm. you know, that hood to come up at you because you come up in an environment, you got to defend yourself. Absolutely. I felt threatened. You know? Yeah, when you feel threatened or, and then it's unfair where you don't even get an opportunity to speak for yourself and articulate what's going on. You people automatically jump to that person's defense mm-hmm. and you call in security. I was like, oh, this casino want to be on the five o'clock news at six o'clock. Y'all just go ahead and deal with me. We just go ahead. Let's just jump it off then. Let's jump it off. Mm. That security guard was like, I don't want none of that. Y'all don't know what y'all going on. You all on y'all. He okay. felt the vibe, and he was like, "Nah." He felt it. He knew what was going on. He, he That's didn't ridiculous. want the stress. He didn't want the stress, right? Because at the end of the day, if he would have manhandled me and all that on behalf of them, he was going to take all the blame, and they were the ones that were wrong. Exactly. And then they would have fired him. And they would have fired him. And this is what I was saying about the police and the Starbucks situation, and a lot of this other stuff. These Businesses need to stop using the police department like they're their personal damn security. Hire security. It costs a little enough. Hire security. Exactly. But what's and post signage, don't just assume that we're going or we're going to take your word for it because I'm a person. Right. I, if I can't document it or if I can't reference something, it doesn't exist, nor did it happen. So therefore, I need you to have well-documented evidence because best in belief, I am a researcher. I will research. How long did you have to sign up before I got here? Did it just get posted here? 
I had an incident at the Denny's when I was a teenager, when I was in college. We sat down and ate, and then they gonna come up to us and tell us we added gratuity to your check because one of y'all didn't eat. What? Since when Denny's is charging gratuity, it is raggedy ass restaurant. Show it to me in writing. And they couldn't produce it. So they turned into a whole thing. They called the police. Even though we paid, but we didn't pay the gratuity. They called the police. It was a whole night. It was a whole big ass deal. And these See? black folks in Virginia. Back to the fool. But you know, so you write. That's what you're supposed to be able to do is say, show it to me in writing. You guys have to be professional. And when you aren't professional, then you need to pay the, you need to pay for the consequences of that, not the taxpayers. You don't get to transfer that on to the taxpayers because you don't know how to operate a business and you treat right. your customers in your kind of way. Exactly. Because you know they addicted to this high ass coffee anyway. Oh well, yeah, we can treat them however we want because they still gotta come back in here. They addicted to it. Come get this crack coffee. They acting like dope dealers. That's how they acting at this point. Mm-hmm. Get that bum out of here. He ain't got no money. Like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks. We'll gang banging. Shop for free, free. But after that, he got to pay. <laughs> <laughs> you know how this, the, drug, the dope man going to give you that first hit for free. You're going to be chasing the high for the rest of your life. So that's like, we'll slide you a shot for free. But um, you got to pay for the rest, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Oh man! Yep. <laughs> my love, I it has been my pleasure. It has been my yes, honor. I have to go get my daughter. <laughs> so, but right. thank you so much. I you don't understand. Yeah. Like I said, some people want to interview Oprah. Some people want a chance to speak with Iyanu. How you say her name? But my oh, yeah. dream was to speak with Kiki, and I got it today. So I thank you. You made like you made my 2018. So thank you. Well, I am honored, and so I'm gonna drop the exclusive, and then we gonna get up off of here. The name of my website, and it's available now. You can you can go look it up. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm planning on putting some marketing, you know, situation together. So this for now, just be for you, and you know, okay. Whoever listening. Right. It is madconservative.com. Oh, I love it. Yay. You know, because I'm mad. And I'm conservative. And it's kind of hip-hop, too. You know what I mean? So... I, that's why I thought that it fit. And initially, I, it was going to be Kiki Green officially. Kiki, that wasn't. I wanted something that would apply to everybody, mm-hmm. you know, where we could all feel that feel that because exactly. some things happen. Like mad. So I'm gonna put together some T-shirts and I got some other fun stuff. I just want to try to wiggle wiggle on out of out of my brain, you know. And when I get the, when I get the when chance, you get so a chance. With, got homework. I got homework and and and, and this one right here. She didn't learn how to pull my pull me to wherever she want me to go. Yesterday, she w- opened the refrigerator, what? grabbed the lunch meat, and brought it to me and handed it to me. Okay. So I have to keep my eye on her because she's she, she advanced. Grown now. Mm-hmm, she grown. High <laughs> heels on. We not going right. to the hospital. <laughs> right. All right, but but um, definitely keep in touch with me. And we're next thing is let's schedule for you to come on on my show, and we can do the same thing too. And um, absolutely, if, you, if it's okay with you, I'll share the interview on my channel as well. Oh, absolutely! I'll get you. Um, 
Do you want the video? Uh, well, let me stop recording. Well, once, once you upload it, I can just download it off the YouTube anyway. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, Alrighty. take care. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. Feel free to call in with comments and questions anytime. The number is 786-749-TLAK. That's 786-749-8255. Call us and let us know what is on your mind. Until we meet again, be courageous.